Some may say it's fate that brought us here to the eighth movie in the franchise, but I say we make our own fate. This week we ask, is Fate of the Furious a good movie? Welcome back to our podcast where every week we're on a quest to curate the best movie collection. In a time when your favorite movies are constantly fluctuating through multiple streaming services, it's important to decide which movie has earned a spot in the collection. So join us every week as we ask a question, but is it a good movie? I'm your host, Ish, and with me my co-host, Nick. That's me. And Bobby's back with us. Hello. The resident Carfax guy. Vroom, vroom. I'm that, little, I'm that little fox that's on the paper. So, <laughs> we made it to the eighth movie. I feel like... We've come so far. Almost full circle. Almost. Yeah. Full drift, if you will. Yeah. We have two more movies because, uh, we've, as we've discussed, Nick, you decided that you want to watch Hobbs and Shaw now. Before we watched eight, I was like, well, we might as well watch all of them. Just get it done with. You get a little taste of what Hobbs and Shaw is going to be like. And I think that is what's going to make it, like, a little more tolerable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, this giving us kind of like the, like, I don't know, the demo mm-hmm. of Hobbs and Shaw. I'm like, I think I like that movie, actually. Yeah. I do like their chemistry. I think it's pretty good, actually. Um, dare I say one of the better duos in the series that we've seen so they, far. They fall in that category of, like, Brian and Dom, in a way. In a way. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. In, like, their own, like, weird way. Started off kind of not liking each other. I think so they, they do. still don't like each other, I think, but I think they just they mutually respect each other at this point. Yeah, I think Hobbs and Shaw is like a different kind of like love hate relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Well <clears throat> I don't know about you guys, but when we were watching this movie, it felt off because the crew is so slim now. We don't we lost and it's like so many people. Thinking about it, all right. So like, I kind of forgot about Giselle. Mm-hmm. Never forget Han. Never. Always in my heart. And then we just recently, like, you know, like Brian and Mia left. Yeah. And when you kind of like say like, all right, four members of the team are not there. That's not a big number. But when you see it. But though, literally, that is half the family. Yeah, because there's a scene where uprooted. Um, yeah, where it's we go back to like a warehouse scenario, and it's just Letty. Tej and Rome, and then Ramsey. Yeah. But Ramsey doesn't even feel like a member yet. No. So, just seeing them three interacting, I was like, are they waiting for more, or is this it? Yeah, is no, it- this is like, um, I don't know if you've ever had this ish, uh, but it's like, it's like when you're in a club, or like you're in something at school or whatever, mm-hmm. and the seniors graduate, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, where where are all the people that like are the reason why I'm here? Yeah. Now you now you're supposed to be that person. Exactly. Like you're supposed to take that role. Yeah. Um damn. Yeah. Uh I'm not gonna lie, this felt very weird. This this movie's weird. Yeah. In a, in a way where it's not like bad weird, it's just like uncomfortable a little bit. Because I'm like, because there's just so much like I wanted to be different, mm. you know. This I, is this is like the future that we got. I felt like the pacing was weird for it. Yeah, yeah. See, like, the, I think the movie's not bad by any means. Oh, I thought that was. I, good. I think, but they definitely had plans to have 
Brian here. 100%. Oh, yeah. Because the story of this one feels like they needed Brian for it to pay off. Yeah. Uh, And we don't. And it's just so weird. It's kind of like this, like, I don't know. I don't even know what the, the what the word is that like kind of like the feeling of the movie like off I would say the movie, the movie felt off it yeah. felt um I had like not have an idea what you're trying to say like it was missing that one element that they prepared for essentially and wasn't then they weren't prepared for it to not have anymore Yeah well like we, was the script written before like 7 was finished It's weird because at this point I think Vin Diesel has a lot of input in the series. Uh, this one in particular has a new director, so we don't have Justin Lin or James Wan. We have someone called F. Gary Gray, and he's mostly known for, like, he did, like, 22 music videos. Now, does the F stand for fast or furious? <laughs> I, oh, I wish I knew. At this point, I don't anymore. But he made, like... The Italian Job and Friday, so he's who? <laughs> yeah, so he also did the Men in Black International movie, the one I did not see. Yeah, so it's kind of weird because so it doesn't exist. Yeah, it doesn't in my book. It, wow, it I I've, I I've never seen any of these movies. I don't know what movie you're talking about. Friday. Yeah, you never seen Friday? I've seen no. Freaky Friday. <laughs> Which one? Oh, shoot, you're right. Yeah. The first one. Friday is so good. What is Friday? It's a comedy, so... No, Friday's a day. So one <laughs> one morning, it was Friday morning, it was like, I just moved here, so I didn't have a job yet, and I just booted it up on the TV, and Nadi came out and joined me, and we watched Friday the whole morning. I think you were still sleeping. And Friday is about Ice Cube, who gets fired on his day off, and him and Chris Tucker just sit on the porch... And that's, like, the whole movie, and they get, like, there's, like, a drug dealer involved who's trying to kill them because uh, Chris Tucker's character smokes all the weed. Wait, is this where that line where they go, damn, yeah. comes from? Oh, I know that line. He just I don't... got knocked the fuck, fuck out. out. Yeah, and they also has the I lines. might have seen it, just didn't know that was the name of the okay, movie. Okay, okay, I, I know that line. Oh, that sounds like a pretty good movie, it's, actually. It's... Wait, is that where Oni also, the guy, like, the, they show their guns and he opens the back of a truck and there's, like, a missile in it? And I he's, like doing one some... of the Fridays. One of the Fridays. Yeah. So There's multiple. It has a line that's like, it's Friday, you ain't got no job, and we got shit to do. You had no job, and you had shit to do. Yeah, so it's like, that's what he's mostly known for. Uh, so I think that's also one of the reasons why this feels a little off. Because not only did we lose um, Paul Walker, but we also have a new director who is like, who are you? You're not my dad. Like you haven't been here with us. I don't know you. That's my cars. <laughs> so it, I, I don't think he had like the pacing down or like the feel of the movies how they've been so far. He probably didn't yeah. watch one through seven. He probably thought this is too much. It's it feels like he saw the last one with James Wan and he was like, okay, so this movie has a lot of like these weird action shots. So he does that times ten. Yeah. Where James Wan kind of stops at the floor. He does like a full three sixty whenever someone gets knocked over. Yeah, so uh, I would say are no, I guess not arguing, but so this is like the last trilogy we have, mm-hmm. and this one is very action oriented of yeah. the three trilogies. The first one is still about racing <laughs> to a degree, 
The second one is kind of like they're like turning the the gang, the family, mm-hmm. into like something more. How we call them the superheroes. And this one is just like what happens when you like unleash them into the world. Yeah, you know they become international <laughs> you superheroes. Take the off. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> this movie felt so weird. <laughs> I it, just I can't explain it. So the premise of the movie is. Dom is on his honeymoon with Letty. Which I was like, they got married? Well, they got married, I think, <laughs> a while ago. The yeah, during the sixth movie. Oh. But they're just having their honeymoon now. Well, they probably had a honeymoon. No. Then, Second honeymoon. No, wait, yeah. don't they get married before? She loses her memory. In, in yeah, like, so during six. Okay, okay, okay. Jesus Christ. I, I think that's why they're that. in the Dominican Republic. Oh. Yeah. Cuba. <laughs> well, now they're in Cuba. So... It starts with him being on his honeymoon, but he gets blackmailed by someone into coming back into this world of crime and espionage. Yeah, which, like, all right, when that lady gets introduced, Cypher, whatever her name is, Mm -hmm. I thought we were supposed to know her. Uh, So, like, when she comes on screen and she takes her sunglasses off, I thought it was supposed to be this big reveal, so I went, who is that? Yeah. Well, it's uh, Charlize Theron. Yeah, um, if you know her. Yeah, I know her from uh, movies. Yeah, she's. Uh, <laughs> I feel like as of recently, she's most known for being Furiosa in the Mad Max Fury Road movie. Okay, I have not seen that. That's a good one. That's a great movie. Yeah. We should do that movie. Yeah, I love. I love that movie. <laughs> That's well, a Carfax movie, right? <laughs> oh yeah, we'll bring you on for every car-based movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here. There's some people who play the movie Cars too. <laughs> so one day he gets sucked into life um, for unknown reasons to us. But it definitely has Dom shook up to his core. So he ends up having to betray his crew. Family. Yeah. And steal a bunch of shit. And a little bit more than DVDs. Yeah. And hopefully the crew could turn him around and find out what is tormenting Dom so much. Yeah, so this is kinda like when you watch like those like shows. Kind of like uh, like anime or like somewhere like there's like the leader of the group gets mm-hmm. like brainwashed. Mm-hmm. Like I think Teen Titans had like an episode yeah. like this. Wait, when Slade and Robin. Yeah. yeah. And um, so like I do like that premise where like the good guy turns bad and they have to kind of like fight fight. Um, because like you because you kind of get like all like the side characters and like the number twos to like become number ones for like a little while. See, give, their, give their little day, you know, day in the sun. They got like a step up. As of, I've heard people talk about it, this, and I've read, I've read it like several places that for some reason in this movie, it's like Vin Diesel is such a weird guy because he gets very jealous and possessive of the series. So the premise of this one is almost like Michelle Rodriguez had a movie where she lost her memory and turned on the crew. I want that. So this movie is basically a rehash of Six, where she lost her memory, and, I mean, he he didn't lose his memory, but now he's turning on the crew, and now they have to bring him back. So it's like he's being Letty in this movie. Yeah, and I think, all right, so between the two, I think I like this one more mm-hmm. than when Letty disappears, because I think, like, losing your memory is such a cliche, mm-hmm. and this one having like your family held hostage against you is also pretty cliche yeah but i think i like this one because we get to see like an unhinged dom for like 
almost the whole movie, which I was like, this is really good. This mm-hmm. is really good to watch. It does get a little like tiresome to watch because mm-hmm. you're like, just tell me why you're doing this already. Like I was so like, I was going to Google it. Uh, oh, yeah, so you're saying, like, are you lucky? Because, like, out, you're like, I'm going to Google it before I go to a drink. Yeah, because, like, I feel like they leave us in the dark or they don't give us anything. For a long time. For, like, a little while. It feels like forever. It's probably not that long. I think it's it's purposeful because it's supposed to make you be, like, what can possibly cause Dom to turn on his family? Because yeah. family is the most important thing to him. His family. His family is the yeah. thing that makes him turn on his family. Which is... So poetic. Yeah, because there is some foreshadowing of this, and I definitely picked it up on this rewatch. Cause I was like, yeah, I've, I've seen this movie, so I know. You <laughs> like, know, I I did not expect it to be what it is. I guess we could talk about what it is. The twist. So before we say what it is, I want to know, did you have any indication that that's what it was? All right, so my first thought was they're going to bring Mia into it. And I was like, don't do it. Don't, yeah. don't do it. Because I was going to be like, it's going to make no sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, what the fuck could this really be? I thought maybe, I don't know, like Dom's dying or something. Mm-hmm. Like like that. I did not expect it to be, you know, mm-hmm. Elena. I had, I had the feeling that it was like, it was going to be like Brian. They were mm-hmm. like threatened Brian because he's not there with him. I'm like, it would be weird to bring, to bring back brian into the situation yeah i'm glad you had like the same thought like they're gonna try to bring back one of the, their old legacy characters that mm. ca- they can't bring back yeah i guess you could say brian was in danger but <laughs> it probably it probably wasn't gonna be originally scripted that way if yeah unfortunate incidents didn't happen so uh the big reveal is that elena's been taken dun 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 if you remember that's uh Dom's second love interest. Yeah. That he like lover. that he basically marries in a not marries, but he basically has like a really strong relationship with while Letty is quote unquote dead. Yeah, she came to the barbecues. Yeah. Yeah. She was family. She yeah. Was, she was family, man. And uh then we get the second big reveal that Dom actually has a baby. Um a baby boy. A little baby baba. <laughs> Just a beautiful bouncing baby boy, and which is a cute fucking kid. It is very oh, cute. Oh yeah, he's cute. I I love that baby. I don't know why. <laughs> I love that baby. He's such a cute baby. <laughs> Let me see the baby. He does a couple of moves where I'm like, that's a good baby right there. I know that. I feel ba- like when his hand came up, they had like a string play attached to make his hand up like that. Uh, that was really fast. I was and, like, hoping that he just did the okay symbol. He's like, <laughs> he's I'm like, all good. He's like, that shit's mint. But yeah, so that is like the big twist. Uh, I think it's one of the biggest twists of this franchise. It so really far. is because, like, yeah, like you know, Dom's most important thing is family, and mm-hmm. he's and she's using this unknown family element mm-hmm. against him. Just shows him an iPhone and says, "You're gonna work for me now." And then she like leaves, and yeah. then he like doesn't tell anybody what's going on. He just fucking goes with it yeah well he betrays um hobbs hobbs and his whole crew yeah which is not that many people no and i was like five people which like honestly thinking about it in my head i was like they're they're not gonna fight dom there's no way they could fight him because you have letty Mm -hmm. no way she's gonna kill him maybe like shoot him again but like i don't know yeah tej what's he gonna do (laughs) Um, Rome, uh, 
kind I'll of talk. no no kind break. of useless ever since they brought him back no offense yeah. he's just the funny character he's the comical relief yeah so like i was like fuck how the and ramsey oh yeah we have ramsey fight him i hate to say it, even what me now watching having watched too fast too furious he was seemed like he was still also kind of a comical character in that one no was too. he like too he f- was but i think the banter between rome and brian was so good was way better oh yeah it was really good after fast five he becomes more of the butt of the joke yeah versus he was the one making the jokes yeah, like, in Too Fast, Too Furious, he was kind of, like, a force to be reckoned with a little bit. Yeah. In, like, he was, like, the wild card, mm-hmm. and Brian was trying to be, like, the straight-edge character. Um, and now he's just, like, the, the ha-ha, funny wild card character that says funny things and everyone's yeah. fun of. It's like, nah, sit down, stupid boy. Yeah, he's the <laughs> Knuckles, essentially. He is. <laughs> I hate that they do that to my boy. <laughs> so, um... Let's get into the the movie a little bit. Uh, I do want to hit up some talking points that I have. Uh, one, which was very obvious to me, was like, Brian is no longer with us. And how does that make you feel? Um, It's, like I said, it's, it's awkward. Yeah. This movie feels awkward. It, because... Feel like so like you said in the last episode that Vin Diesel came out and said that there's gonna be ten Fast and Furious yeah. movies before seven even came out. Yeah. So I think the plot of this movie was structured around Brian and Mia being here mm-hmm. to some degree. Mm-hmm. And without them there, it's like they're it's like you pan over and there's like an empty chair and you're mm-hmm. like Oh, fuck what do i do you know it's like improv almost yeah they even bring it up at one point because rome's like we need to call brian like brian will know what to do and then Letty's like no we promise not to involve him anymore he's out yeah so like yeah like they bring up that he's like still in the universe but yeah. he's never gonna be involved again yeah and i don't know it is I don't know. The more I think about it, like the more I hate that he's not there. Yeah. And I never in a million years would have been like, I'm hung up uh-huh. <laughs> on the Fast and the Furious <laughs> that the fucking one character isn't the there. The last thing I'd ever hear from your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Which, and it's what I think hits a little bit harder is they do try to replace Brian in this movie. Which like. He That fucking character better not be in F9. That's all I'm saying. I don't know if he is. I haven't seen it. But it's a new character uh, referred to as Little Nobody. Because he is Mr. Nobody's... Assistant. Yeah, assistant. Uh, And I don't know if you know who that is. We were kind of like saying he looks a little familiar. That's uh, Clint Eastwood's son. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... I guess I could see it, but eh, okay. So I think you said he looks like an, he looks like a uh, an off-brand Chris Evans. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, especially with that haircut. But he is supposed to be our new <laughs> white boy cop, uh, kind of strict to the rules. Yeah, a yeah. little cardboard. Yeah, he definitely comes off as like, guys, we have to play by the rules. Yeah, and then like. I, and then literally everyone's like we're fighting dom there are no rules yeah and towards the end he has like the 
there's no rules, guys. Grab whatever car you want. And they're like, oh, shit. All right. Oh, that's because Hobbs is on, like, that, that yeah. speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, like, I don't know. I don't like his character at all. Is it? Uh, is it because? Because it's okay. because it feels like they're trying to replace Brian. If Brian was there, I'd be like, yeah, he, yeah, his character is fine. But I know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's so shitty. Before the movie started, I was like, they better not give us any other Caucasian guy. They can give us anyone else, but it cannot be a Caucasian cannot white be a different guy. Cardboard box. I we just, got two Caucasian guys. Yeah, we got uh, uh, Shaw's back. Shaw is different because yeah. he's not trying to fill the void of Brian. He's trying to be like more in the line of like Dom and Hobbs. Yeah. Because like they're like the main characters now, you know. Uh, but like we get little nobody, which is like our substitute teacher that everyone's going to be like, you're not my dad. It, it seems <laughs> like towards the end of the movie, they kind of started like the crew was like, all right, he's cool. He's even at the barbecue at the end. I know. Was he? I didn't notice him. Yeah, he yeah. Was. and he was sitting in the um in Brian's chair. in Brian's chair. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, because uh, I, I think watch that movie ever again. Yeah, because Dom and Brian sit across from each other usually. Yeah, and he was sitting across from Dom, Dom and Brian. We, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, it, it it is hard rewatching this again because I remember watching this movie theater, kind of being torn up about it because I was like. What are they going to do? And watching it, I was like, this is... It has, like, some cool scenes in it. But I still can't get over the fact that's like, damn it. Brian's gone, and I can't believe they're trying to replace him so fast. Yeah, like, they didn't even give him, like, a movie. Like, yeah. to breathe without him. Well, it's, I think it's also, like, you have to have someone in there to fill up the gaps. Because if it was just Rome, Tej, Letty, and Ramsey, there's no way they could ever take him down. Yeah. No. Well, like, all right. So, personally, not saying I could write movies or I could direct movies, mm-hmm. but whatever the plot of F9 is, if, I guess I could, you know, finish this thought more when I, like, see mm-hmm. F9, but I wonder if it would have worked better if they switched the plots. Like, if we got F9's plot first instead of F9. Eight. Okay, I feel like Fate's plot like would have worked better if we had time to breathe without Brian. So I, I've only seen like fifteen minutes of F Nine, <laughs> and then I decided to stop it because I was like, okay, no, I'm gonna watch this later on after I rewatch the whole series. Um, I don't think it would have worked. Okay. Yeah. Never of mind. What I, of what I've seen so far. Okay. Well then, well then, forget about that then. <laughs> yeah. I, or maybe I don't know because like the plot is like ransom and like you know what's it you know like i guess team versus team brother versus brother yeah and it would have and i know it would have worked way better if we had brian and i know i don't know how long we've been talking already but like fucking like i feel like that's all i keep saying so yeah this movie feels awkward because we don't have brian yeah period that that is what uh one of the talk out talking point i didn't want to hit up uh so I want to transition from that into Shaw being the new member of the crew. I think he's a good addition. He fit pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I liked him a lot. Okay, because uh, they kind of do this a few times where Brian was the Buster in the first movie, and he turns good. So now he joins the crew, and they do it a few more times with Hobbs. Yeah, Hobbs is like the bad guy chasing them down. 
and now he's also part of Hobbs, like, on Dom's crew. Yeah, because, like, Hobbs is, like, their gateway into these missions. Like, he's, like, uh, what's that uh, guy in Charlie's Angels that calls them up? Oh, um... Mosley? Or Bosley. Bosley. Bosley, yeah. He's, like, their Bosley, but he fights with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he calls them up, and he's, like, Dom got a mission for you meet me in berlin or whatever yeah. and he goes okay i got the team and that's like the fastest yeah i'll help you move <laughs> it's yeah. so fast because they immediately transition to the job's already done and they're on their way out yeah but uh, that's where i felt like the pacing felt weird to me yeah like it felt yeah. like that whole those like couple scenes like that like 30 minutes felt like it was super fast yeah in f7 where they go to abu dhabi and it's like instant and we're there already that didn't feel like rushed because like the movie's like hey we're already past halfway point yeah. and we need to fucking finish this movie we're still like in the first 30 minutes and the movie's like bam 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 yeah. you're like cuba then you're back here now you're in berlin yeah it's crazy it, it was just like a transitional thing yeah but uh so like the reason we get sh- shot back into the game is because because of that mission and Dom betraying Hobbs, Hobbs gets sent to jail. Yeah, so what they're doing is in what in F5, they were talking about Nightshade, that EMP, mm-hmm. and they steal it. <laughs> right? Is that what's going on? Yeah. Is that Nightshade? Because I think it's what, it's what part of uh, Project Nightshade was. Like, it's like the last part of it. Yeah, so uh, they're getting the EMP... And <laughs> fucking Dom just rear ends or like just takes out Hobbs like so fast with his little car, steals the EMP, bam, gone. Yeah, he's strong man. That EMP out of the way. I don't. Un- I still don't understand why Hobbs gets sent to jail over this though. Well, he told like, "Cause you're on your own on this one." Like they didn't want to. The American, the U.S. government didn't want to like step in on this one because it would have been like treading on like treading on uh, water essentially. Okay. So, like, you know, if you do this, like, this is on you. Like, you're the one who made this call, so you're the one who's going to go down. Yeah, the Red Dragons game. It's like, uh, that agent is telling Hobbs, it's like, if this fails, you will go to jail. Okay. Because uh, it, it seems like he would only go to jail if this EMP gets intercepted. Which it did. Well, yeah, yeah, which is what happened. So, like, but, like, no matter what, he's still, like, interfering in these, like, in these waters it's that's the thing it's like the, the country will turn a blind eye to that but they won't they won't pay attention to it if it fails because if yeah. you're like we as a country didn't do that that guy did that oh like but, he's if, but if he cover. succeeded the country would been like yeah we did that yeah go, been like yeah go team yeah go yeah. team but like, okay oh, we don't know that guy okay i guess i kind of get it it just feels weird to then be like all right hobbs you're going to jail <laughs> like, yeah like yeah, so it was just on him. It was, like, basically espionage. It's, like, it's almost like a James Bond thing where it's, like, uh, you're on your own. If you get caught, we won't send help. <laughs> so he gets sent to jail, and that's where we meet Shaw again. Yeah. And Shaw is just, like, talking so much shit to Hobbs the whole, immediately when we see him. Yeah, like, he brings up that they're, what, they're, like... 85 feet of concrete. 38 feet of concrete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just like kind of like brings up how he like. Better start digging. Wank mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like their, uh, they're kind of like they're like, they're fighting words back and forth. They're like. It felt like you're watching WrestleMania where everyone on the rock talked. Oh, yeah. Because there's a point where he's like, 
and punching the wall. And Charles like, oh, is that what all the muscles got you? The pathetic. And he just picks up that heavy concrete bench. He picks it off curling. the wall. He yeah. pulls it off the wall. <laughs> he just starts fucking bicep curling this bench. And then Charles is like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do like how Shaw throws out the, he calls him Hercules. Yeah. Which is like, ah. Evil Hercules. Yeah. That's why he wasn't in the other movie that much. <laughs> that must have just been, that should have just been like a shot at him, it seems. Yeah. That was a Jason Statham shot. There was definitely a lot of like ad lib between both of them. It felt like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But after that, like prisons, like mm-hmm. scene with those two, I was like, all right, I'm glad I made the decision that we're going to watch Hobbs and Shaw. I'm like, that was probably the moment where I was like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. Shaw yeah. has some pretty killer moments in this uh, movie where he doesn't feel like he's all there like he has ulterior motives in the beginning but then halfway through the movie it's like no i think he's actually here to help out dom's crew yeah i thought he was gonna like betray them which i was yeah. like yeah i thought there was gonna be a double cross twist yeah because i was like damn dom already like betrayed the family now like shaw's gonna do it i was gonna be like this is too much but yeah. then like the fact that he chills with them i'm like this is kind of good actually but then we also kind of learn like what his motive is he's like he's not here to get back at dom he's here to get back at cypher Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. He's like, I'm here to help you guys because we have a mutual, uh, a mutual objective. Yeah, and Cipher is, uh, I guess, like transitioning to like this character now. But Cipher is a villain that gets revealed that she was behind a lot of the things in the other movies. Yeah, the things that Dom's crew like, like, uh, what's the word like? Intercepted. Yeah, took down. Because she's the one that wanted the uh, nightshade. She's the one that wanted God's Eye. Uh, and then, which I guess in turn also connects Braga to everything. A little bit, yeah. Because Braga was also connected to uh, Owen Shaw. Oh, yeah. And they're trying to do the... Mm-hmm, the Nightshade. Yeah. So it seems like Cypher has been around the whole time. She's been in the background for quite some time. Because she even quotes Dom his own quote where he's just like what's more important to you he's like family and she's like no it's still 10 seconds and she says the line where it's like for those 10 seconds the your uh, crew doesn't matter none of their bullshit matters all that matters is you're the, free yeah you're free yeah. so it's like if we're to believe that she's always been around so she's always been aware of Dom yeah and it's just like this omnipotent like villain who's been there in the background the whole time i told you my opinion of her in the car i just did not like her i know she's a villain you're not supposed to like her mm-hmm. i just did, i really just did not like her character i don't think nar- i like blonde women because no. you don't like the sister in uh various in the sixth movie she was trying too hard all right i'm not gonna lie all right maybe hot take not sure how because because mm-hmm. i didn't look up how people felt about this movie uh-huh this was probably their strongest villain oh yeah yeah she did she, play a really good villain. She is not crazy. Mm-mm. She is just she's a like crazy. She is just like power she's, hungry. She's narcissistically power hungry. She feels like I was telling I was telling Ish in the car. I'm like she has that mentality of like that hacker groups have like, "Oh, I'm a hacker. I can do anything. I'm god," essentially. And like I don't like that personality Be- at all. Because her motive is not for money. It's not for power. It's to hold countries um, accountable. accountable. Yeah, which like she just wants to play referee. Yeah, but she's or like she wants to play mom, but she also wants to start the shit too. 
Yeah, because she's the one that's like, once I nuke a country, they'll see that I'm not playing around. Yeah. So, so like, did she ever say what country she was just going to nuke? No. It was going to be random. Yeah. Just, Pro- she just she probably had one. one of mine that we just didn't know what it was. Which makes sense because when they, in the other movie, when they wanted Nightshade, they were like, oh, they could take out an entire city and it'll be chaos. Uh, perfect for like the highest bidder. Which makes sense because oh, why it would be for Cypher? Because Owen Shaw didn't want it for himself. Yeah, he, he just wanted, wanted the money. Yeah. And then same thing with God's Eye. It was like, why does this small time terrorist group want God's Eye? Yeah, it was all about like they were gonna get like money or Cypher some kind was of like promising them something. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, she wants, which is like a really interesting kind of like uh, like end goal for a villain. Usually yeah. the the villain is like world domination mm-hmm. or kill this specific group or character. Mm-hmm. But here she's like, no, I just want to be like adjacently in charge without being like in charge. You yeah. Know? Which like I think is cool. Like. I don't know. Like, I feel like there's so many times in, like, media where you're trying to write, like, a villain where, like, you struggle to stand out. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they really did a good job figuring out, like, a okay, this is a cool motive. Yeah. It it is um, interesting. It just stinks that she's used in this very awkward movie. Yeah. Because, like, not that they wasted her, but I feel like, I don't know, like, with all of the un... All this, like, shit that happened before, it's just, like, it just sucks that we don't have our whole cast. Like, I feel like it would have felt so much yeah. better. Yeah, she... I don't want to say they wasted her either, because uh, she was a cool character. I just think this franchise has gone on for so long. It feels weird introducing such a big character this late in the series. Yeah, like... if Now, did they ever bring up Cypher before... I don't think so. No. But, uh, I don't yeah, think, like, well, I don't think we heard anything from yeah, cause her. Yeah, because Ramsey knows of her. Yeah, Ramsey thinks it's an organization. Yeah. She doesn't know it's, like, one person. Yeah, because she said, like, you know, people fear Anonymous, but Anonymous fears Cypher. Yeah. And uh, so, like, I I thought maybe they might have brought, brought it up in uh, 7, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious to, to know if they knew about like they wanted to include this character like a long time ago or if this was just like oh i guess we could tie in the other movies with this one character and they just thought of it for this movie i see like a lot of the plots of like the series feel like they could be written on like a sticky note really quick yeah (laughs) so like on like a wall but like it's funny to say but like that's kind of how you do like oh, some of these get, like, like, like yeah like far out ideas and stuff like that. You can literally just write on a sticky note like Don betrays group, and then someone go that's interesting. Put it on the board. Yeah, and there's like probably like that one's next. <laughs> <laughs> they just throw a little dart at it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's also funny because uh, Shaw, he also knew of Cipher, because apparently before she contacted his brother. She wanted um, Deckard Shaw for the job, and he was like, "No way, you're crazy." <laughs> so he's I ain't touching that with a ten foot pole. Yeah, which is the reason why he's okay with joining the crew, because he wants revenge. Because he believes that Cipher corrupted his brother and kind of put him in the position of where he got injured and sent to prison or yeah. something. So, which I can see. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because like... he, if he's really that protective of Owen, mm-hmm. then, you know, even though he's his, just, like, dumb. Even though his yeah. interaction later on with a char- with another character proves to be, um, he has that, that big brother mentality with him. He does. Uh, he has, like, to him, it's also, like, family's important. Yeah. Yeah, family's his kryptonite, too. Yeah. Um, to a degree, I feel. Yeah. In a smaller sense. And more, like, blood than just, like, bond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> we talked about Cypher, but I want to talk about why Cypher kidnapped Elena and Brian. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's weird to say because, like, <laughs> yeah, so, all right, so they named the baby Brian at the end of the movie, yeah. which is just, in my opinion, so dumb. Yeah. I, you know, I it's was like, not fun. It's not tongue in cheek. It's not like a fun callback. What else would you name it though? I don't know. Like name Dom, it Dom. No, but see, Dominic. no, but see, you can't do that because there's already a baby named after Dom in the oh series. Oh my god, there is. You're right. <laughs> I, I I didn't think it was Dom, but I think it was obvious. It's like yeah. I didn't want them to. I thought maybe I had a feeling when she said, "Oh, I call him Marcos." Mm-hmm. That's his middle name. name, and I was like, "Fuck that!" That means they're gonna name the baby Brian, and I'm good. I was so mad. I remember watching in theaters, and I was like, "Oh, maybe they're gonna name it Paul," and like that would have been better. Yeah, like that would have been better. But that's just, just but that's just like an Easter egg. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. not like a like a tie-in. But I don't know. It's weird that they named it Brian because Brian's still alive. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like know. they're they're honoring they're honoring Paul group. Walker's character, but yeah. in this universe, his character's still there. This is not in the game anymore. I am curious if like, <laughs> like just in the movie universe, how often do Brian and Mia still hang out with the crew? I'm gonna say zero. I'm assuming they probably they want to get as far away from them as possible. But they're still family. Yeah, that is a good point. So like, how many times does Brian meet Brian? Yeah, because. <laughs> He's not he at the can't barbecue. Because of paradox. No, he's not. And everyone's at the barbecue. <laughs> yeah. But they weren't at this barbecue. No. And it's not like they're out of the country either. They're no, in they're New York. New York. Yeah. yeah. But they said they probably just want to get us far away from like not like where did we leave Brian group? and Mia on the beach? Do we know where? I'm gonna say California. It somewhere. had to be. Yeah, it had to be oh, okay. like one of those like western uh western states because their house blew up. So they're not. I didn't know if they were in a different country or not. I don't know. It might have been. I mean, one way to look is look for the one that car that went across the intersection because he's license plate. Yeah, I'm assuming they're they're somewhere on the beach. Gotcha. (laughs) Because when we see them in Fast Six, they're also somewhere on the beach. So I don't know if it's just like. It's just weird to think about that. They would not contact Brian and Mia because. Their family and they're always around, even if even if Brian's like, oh, I don't know, I don't want to be back in life. It's like Mia is still Dom's sister. Mia is yeah. still a Toretto. Yeah, and I'm sure Dom would want Mia to meet his son. Yeah, it, it's just one of those things that's like unexplainable and like they'll never show it, but it makes you think because it's like they're so close as a family. Yeah, that that would be one of the things that's like. Even, like, in an offshoot scene where it's, like, they could have had Jordana Brewster back for, like, a little cameo. Maybe, like, Dom's FaceTiming her. And, like, being like, it's your nephew or whatever. 
Like, if you didn't want to actually bring her back on set. Yeah. But it's it's once Paul Walker died, she leaves. Like you can't bring her back because it's like she's tied to his character. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think she'd want to be involved in the series of like as her character yeah. is both in love with another character. I know I don't know if she loved the series as much as like the rest of them, but that does think that like now you have to leave too. Yeah, yeah. you know it, it is weird. It's like uh, I don't know, like in the MCU, if uh. Like, MCU will just retcon it. They'll just be like, oh, uh, multiverse of madness shit. But the, yeah, I guess they have so. a sca- They have a scapegoat. I don't know. It, it's just weird. There's only one more movie, and and the new one coming out. So yeah. it's not like are we seeing the new one in the theater? Oh, I want to. It's up in like, I don't know what's going on with that movie because Justin Lin left. I don't know if they found a new director yet. <laughs> Just just make Vin Diesel the director. Yeah, director Vin Diesel. I think he wants to be the director. I think he would make a very scary director. Oh, yeah. I feel like he would make a lot of the people who are like, they're like, I want to finish this series out. I feel like he would make a lot of them not want to do. I think he wants a director that he could push around and be like, no, do this. Don't do that. Yeah. So, yeah, this, this whole story is like you said, like, this does feel like Vin Diesel has a very... He's, like, heavy-handed in it. He's, yeah. like... He's the one with the pen. Or the Sharpie. I feel mm-hmm. like Crayons, too, maybe. But maybe. he's drawing all over the screen. He's, yeah. the one, he's the one who, when your friend asks you to pass their drink, he sticks his fingers in the drink with the cup. Yeah. And to scoop like, all that, the ice out. <laughs> like, here you go. But, uh... Yeah, because, like, a lot of things that Dom does... I guess they feel kind of like Dom, mm-hmm. but they also, I'm just like, damn, he's going pretty hard. This is the most Dom movie that we've got in. Yeah. Where it's like, it's all about Dom. There's a lot of close-ups of Dom. So it definitely seems like Vin Diesel was like, I want a movie for me. And he, and he beats Hob like, yeah. in the beginning. So like when he like intercepts the EMP and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like he beats Dom. Like not an actual fight, but like he like, I don't know, not... I don't know, but, like, he, like, basically, he's like, haha, I did that to you. Yeah, like, there's the only person he can bring Dom down is himself. Because he's the one that turned, like, he's like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, like, no one can touch this man in this entire movie. Mm-mm. They can't beat him in a race. Mm-mm. They can't, even when they have his car, like, harpoon six yeah. different ways, he still figures out a way. Like, he is, like, the guy that has, like, all the numbers floating past him. He's doing all the calculations. Yeah. I don't like that. He has to have like at least 4,000 ponies on that thing. Try five. Try six. I'm thinking seven. Like, this <laughs> kept going up. Uh, yeah, when they harpooned his door, he just, like, shoulder He shoulder-checked that thing out of and there. And then the door goes flying. And it's like, Dom knows how to get out of any situation. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, it'll take some time, but he'll figure it out. And this is the most, like, savvy that we've seen Dom so far. Because he is on his own, so he has to figure out a lot of the stuff. Like, yeah. he has Cypher, but, like, I don't know. Like, Cypher doesn't really help him out that much. No, she's just mainly just, like, being, like, the puppeteer of, like, of like well, I guess I am puppet because she's, like, not helping him, like mm-hmm. I said. She's just basically saying, hey, if you don't do these missions, I'm killing your son. Yeah, because there's a point where Dom's like, where's my crew at? And no one shows up. And so, and she's like, oh, they'll be there. But they never show up. So, I was like, she's never had a crew. It's always been him. Yeah. And so, like, uh, her team is, like, the evil Dom's crew. Her team is weird. There's 
that one like ginger guy yeah from uh that letty knows from the last group yeah because he's the one who came up to a shot talking about uh what's it called nightshade yeah so yeah. so like he's our returning character i don't know if the other two are no they're just like it's like some asian kid who's hacking yeah yeah who's like uh so like oh yeah her her team is very like i guess like i don't know they're Weird. not physical at all. They, no. It's like they have that one guy as a bodyguard. And then they have, like, some hired help, it seems. Like, the people who have guns. She has yeah. tra- highly trained people with guns, she yeah. puts and, it. And the pilots of the plane. And the pilots. Which, like, are they always flying that fucking plane whenever they're there? I think they fuel up and then they leave again. Okay. It seems like they're always in the air, constantly. Yeah. So I guess so they can't be traced by God's yeah. eye. Because they did bring up their, like, yeah, you can never get, like figure out where cypher is mm-hmm. so I, I guess it makes sense she's never outside that plane no, she's really. always moving which is such an interesting hideout i guess yeah i guess like you know if you can't pin her down it's tough to get her yeah but I, before we went on this tangent i did want to talk about uh the weird love triangle between elena and letty and dom because uh the triangle gets severed pretty quick. And at one point, it turns into a love square. <laughs> yeah. Which I <laughs> Temporarily. thought... Yeah. Temporarily. Yeah. But, like, because, like, um... All right, so Cypher kisses Dom, makes out with him yeah. in front of Letty. And this is before we find out about his son. Yeah. So, like, this is the part where I was, like... If they didn't show me, like, his son, I was going to start to freak out a bit. Yeah. Where I was, like, just tell me what the fuck is going on already. Yeah. Because, like, here we meet this mysterious character. She could control Dom, who is uncontrollable. Because yeah. Dom literally says at the beginning of the movie, I make my own destiny. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so, like, I was like, damn, are they, like, an old flame? Mm-hmm. No. She could just do whatever she wants. Which is, like, badass. She, <laughs> when they meet, she's even, like, almost quilt Hobbs, where she's like, you're going to be begging to come work for me. <laughs> And he's like, I don't beg. Yeah. He goes, oh, you will be when I show you this. Yeah. So, there's that. And then... It's weird because Letty is his wife. And according to him, the most important person in the universe. But then there's also Elena. Which is his old love. I don't even know how long they were together. Like, two movies, maybe? Not even. I mean, he met her in four, not four, five. five. And then in six, we open up with them. They, they break up. They break up, yeah. Well, no, they mutually leave each other. Yeah. Because, like, Elena, Elena's the most supportive. Honestly, she's one of the best characters in the, like, just uh, she's so supportive of him. Yeah. You know, she's like, if there was any smidge of, like, my husband still being alive out there, I'd, I'd leave you too. Like, <laughs> like she like, gets it. Elena's such a tragic character. Especially in this movie, because she doesn't care about saving herself. She's like, save our son. Yeah. Like, that's what you need to do. And I think she's such a loved character. And, like, there's no real way of writing her character off other than just taking her out. Yeah. I feel like they did her dirty. The lucky charms of her con just fucking pops her. Because, like, the crew's so low, like how we said. Like, the fact that they killed her off, I was actually very surprised. Yeah, like well, it, it's like if she survived, I feel like there will always be that question. That's like, 
is Elena gonna come back? Like, is there, like, a weird thing going on between Dom and Letty? And, like... It would have been more interesting if they kept her in. I'm not sure. Like I said, I don't know what F9 or F10 hold, but... I feel like because we're already down so low on characters, mm-hmm. you might as well keep one that's kind of cool. Like, she's kind of badass. Yeah, they kept the baby. The baby's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they kept Brian, too. <laughs> yeah, and it's also like, when did she give birth? Because in the last movie, she's fit. She's not pregnant at all. Yeah, because she said that when they find Letty is when she... is When, when, he, when you found out that... You're white. That Letty was still alive. I was gonna wait to tell you after. Yeah, and then they. But she didn't say anything at the end. Yeah. No, I guess she felt like the time just wasn't right. Maybe Which she. Makes sense. Maybe she wanted to like figure out if she really was pregnant. So, Which then makes me think how long, how much of a time gap did these like jobs take place? Like a couple of days. She's couple not of months. in seven at all, right? No, she wasn't no. in seven at all. So that was that was pregnancy probably. So because like we did say that the end of six going into seven, there was like at least a year or two time gap at because because of because um, Jack, Jack gets bigger, but Marcos well Brian Marcos, uh, Toretto, <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a does name. does not look very old. Two. I was gonna no, say like I was I was gonna say one two at the most. I'd say probably around like maybe a year and a half. I don't know. It's it's weird with babies with me because I'm like I don't know how old babies. You don't are. sit because you don't sit there and say my baby's two. You people go my baby's twenty four months old. I'm like your baby's fucking two. It's weird. Cause... The development stage, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> and also, true. also I'm trying to tell you what kind of clothes to buy my baby. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. It, I thought it looked older. I yeah, I would I would argue like I could see a year old year old the two. It could talk. It could have also yeah. just been like a chunky baby. But it could talk. At what point do babies talk? Uh two? No, well god before that. You'll see them talk sometimes within like I want to say ten months. Really? Yeah. It all depends. It all depends on like how 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 the child smart develops. is Brian Marcos Toretto? I don't know. He so, understands the chipmunks. <laughs> so that that's the point where I was like, at what point did she give birth? I'm gonna say so, like, definitely during the seventh movie. Yeah, obviously it has to be during the seventh movie. But then, how long does it take place between the seventh and the eighth movie? I'm gonna say immediately because Shaw's still in prison. Um, he was moved to prison, though. He wasn't in the same prison. No, he wasn't. But he's still in prison. Short enough that it seems fresh. The rivalry between him and Hobbs. Oh, yeah, I can say that. Where okay. he could like quote him. Yeah, so, alright, so we really can't pin down when she, like, does this. Yeah. But. If she was pregnant during six, I could see it if she does give birth during seven. But if not, there's, like, a weird question. It's like, did they have an affair? (laughs) Dom and Elena? Yeah. Did they go back? Yeah, because she said that she was going to then tell him after their honeymoon. Yeah, Yeah, like, she was going to, like. Which I was like, damn. So, like, so here you're pregnant for nine months. You don't say a single word to him. Yeah. You let him go on uh, honeymoon, which he's a multi-millionaire at this point. Yeah. Which, like, he, he could be on honeymoon forever. I'm pretty yeah. sure he also gave her, like, a bunch of money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, not saying, like, she's just sitting there, like, mm-hmm. waiting for him. Yeah. But, like, if she's waiting to show him, you know, hey, guess what I got? I got a kid. Yeah. With your DNA in it. You know, like, 
<laughs> you know, you're not gonna text them and be like, yo, can we talk? Yeah, it, it, that, hey, yo, I funny. have this thing here, and it makes noises and it cries. Because Dom. It looks like you. Dom is genuinely shocked when he sees the baby. He, has, he doesn't even know how to react. He's also, he seems a little excited. Yeah, well, it seems like he loves family so much. And now he has his own family. Exactly. Not just he his group. He always did. Even Letty's like, I remember when we saw that dad and his son working on that car. It just makes me think how you would be as a dad. And Do- That Dom's was like, foreshadowing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I know. When we finally see uh, Brian Marcos Toretto for the first <laughs> time, I was like, damn, the movie gave us the fucking hint. Yeah, but. it did. Um, so, yeah, I guess I kind of tied, I was going to say, um, I get, we already kind of went over, like, the what's on the phone, like, how surprising we were. Yeah. Um, I want to go back a little bit, I guess a whole lot. (laughs) So, I was talking to Bobby about this earlier. In Furious 7, I don't believe there's an actual race in that movie. I don't think there was. Isn't there one? No, wait. I'm trying to think. I don't think there's a race. There's, like, people chasing each other. There's a lot of chasing, yeah. Because cause that one where they go back to race wars, that's six, right? That's seven. That's the opening to seven. Yeah. So there is a race in seven. Technically. It's a quarter mile. Yeah. Cause... It's a quarter mile, but I, I'm, I'm talking about, like, a fast and furious race where they're, like... Going through the streets and it's like not just a drag race. No, all we have is just I think in that version I think all we have is like the chase scenes. Yeah, and then Brian and Dom kind of drive off in the distance, but in this one we have a traditional Fast and Furious race in Cuba, not a quarter mile, a Cuban mile, <laughs> and I wanted to talk to you guys about how that was because we haven't had a race like that in a long time. Yeah. So. Um... Ever since Fast 4, we've been getting these, like, outrageous openers. Yeah. You know? Like, in horror movies, we have, like, the cold opens. Mm-hmm. In the Fast and the Furious movies, you have the outrageous stunt. The hot openings. Yeah, yeah, mm. the hot openings. and Hot rod openings. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And this was the hottest rod one. Mm-hmm. Uh, not <laughs> really. Well, no, because his car catch on fire. But uh, I thought it was pretty bad. You know, like the race. <laughs> because they have done so well at being over the top before uh-huh. that I was like, I don't, I just didn't let. I feel like it wasn't as over the top. No, it was over the top, but like that is probably like my least favorite. Like Dom is invincible scene. I was like, dude, come on, like lose. Okay, okay. It, because it, like I, because like all right, so. His cousin is in Cuba, yeah. and they visit him essentially. Yeah, and he owes money to like the guy who basically runs the island. Yeah. I don't know his name, and so he's just like he's like I'm taking your shitty little car, which like makes no sense because it looks like it's worth nothing to sell to Americans. I guess because uh, foreign foreign imports of older cars are worth a lot of money. People restore them. Oh. Yeah, because I don't know if you know this about Cuba. Like since Cuba was like basically basically exiled for so long, Cuba still looks like it looked like in the sixties in America. 
Yeah, they had like no, they had no export for a long time. Yeah, so all of their cars what? were really old. Really? Yeah. Well, when they were racing, all those cars were old. Yeah. Okay. They're like old hot rods. Okay. So they go for good money in the states. Okay. Because they're in good shape. So they look like it's worth nothing in Cuba. It's worth something to someone else. <laughs> yeah. To, to the right bidder. To, yeah, to the right buyer. So so Dom says to the guy, well, you know, I could beat you in a... No, no, how about you take it like a real man in a mm. race? Yeah. And so... Uh, it's not about the car. It's all about the guy behind the wheel. And then that's when the guy's like, all right, fine, drive the piece of shit cousin car. Yeah. Which I thought was funny. <laughs> and so Dom just goes to town and starts ripping shit off. He takes like the seats out. He takes like the hood off, the doors. Mm-hmm. Make it lighter, goes faster. Yeah. But then he said, "Take if take the battery out." I'm like, I know car won't start without the battery. I know when he said take the battery out, I was like, so how is he starting the car? But you could jump it. It it, it is weird that race, just overall. I, I agree, it did feel a little off just having um. Dom, race this like old car and like strip it but he does do something that i appreciate which is he makes like a makeshift night like nos he gets extra boost yeah it puts more torque to the turbo with like a bottle cap so he can pull it and cause the torque to go <sighs> yeah is that real yeah yeah it's like makeshift not yeah sure sure it is <laughs> That's you'll, mo- you'll that, blow it out. You that, can do something like that. That literally seemed like it was just like one of those like funny MacGyver moments mm-hmm. where a character is doing something. You'll be surprised and, and, how cars can look and all MacGyver. Ca- I'm not done talking, Bobby. <laughs> you finished? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you finished, Bobby? All right. Uh, you know what? I'm going to hand you a bottle cap and some rubber hose. I'm going to go do this in my car. You'll have a turbo in it. Make turbo. Go do it. I can't make a turbo. All right, well then stop talking. <laughs> but it definitely felt like one of those like movie moments where a character is gonna do something, and all the other characters are like, "Yeah, I know about that too." Hands him all the pieces that yeah. he needs, and he like says that Brian taught him how to do this. He oh, said, "He said yeah. like he's like like oh this is like a Buster move or whatever." Yeah. And I was a like, "When? <laughs> yeah, when did? No, it would have been cool if Brian did this in like a previous mm-hmm. movie, and he's like a fun time. That mm-hmm. would have been a really like a deleted scene you flashback to. Not even deleted. Like that was like in the, the movie, movie. And, like I don't know, in like four or five or whatever. Yeah. Or if he even did it in two, and then he told him about it later on or something like, like, oh look at this cool thing I did. You know, it's funny. I was watching a YouTube video on that scene." And apparently, while Dom is making that in that shot, you could tell that you could see that there's already a makeshift like boot, turbo booster there, so there was no reason for Dom to do it because it was already in the car, and it was just like they messed up while making the movie. But Dom ends up winning because I don't know what he does to the car. He catches it on fire. Yeah. After he pulls that tab, literally, like, the entire car just, like, starts heating up red. Like, mm-hmm. when you're playing a game and they give you a Gatling gun and you hold it down for too long. Yeah, it's too hot. And it just catches on fire. And it, it's, like, shattered his, like, windshield. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, just lose. Like, that's what I wanted, actually. I wanted him to lose. Mm. Because, like... You can't. He can't win all the time. But I guess he can. He can win everything. He he puts he's it in reverse done. because he can't see because of the fire. So he's going in reverse, and like the pedals are just heating up. And like the fire is 
it like sparks or blows up and it pushes the car like just a little bit more to boost. beat him. Yeah. And I'm like Propulsion. I'm like, dude, lose. Like <laughs> dude, all but, you're losing is a shitty car anyway. But what I love about that is <laughs> Dom does the most Dom thing where he wins the race, the Cuban guy is pissed off and he's like, ah, it's like it was a fair race. Because the Cuban guy also tried to basically murder Dom by throwing a motorcycle at his car. Yeah. But Dom oversees it, and he's like, whatever. And he's like, you know what? Keep the car. All I wanted was the respect. Which he says this in another movie as well. And I don't appreciate it because he gave Brian so much shit in the first movie when he's like, respect? <laughs> Like, oh yeah, he he took his car. Even yeah, got blown up by. Trainer. You know what? I was gonna bring it up this time. I didn't even think about that when we we're watching the movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, shit, that's what Brian wanted. Brian just wanted the respect. Yeah, he's like, well, like yeah, Dom in the first movie is like, fuck you, man. Respect worth nothing. Yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, you don't just win that. He was like, no, that's exactly what happened in this one. And then his cousin's like, uh, Dom, uh, my car, you basically destroyed. He's like. You're right. Gives him the keys to his own car. Yeah. The car was that Bobby. It was an Impala. I knew it. Impala. I was going to say Corvette. I, I <laughs> no, knew God, I knew Corvettes it. are smaller than that. I knew it not because of how it looked, but because they said the name. Well, yeah, he goes, <laughs> you're Impala? And he goes, yeah. And then, like, the whole audience that's, like, cheering for Dom for mm-hmm. winning the race cheers for the cousin. Yeah, because he has like, the keys. He's like, yeah. He has the nicest car in Cuba. Oh, yeah. I bet. I don't know what year that was. What the movie was, or no, the, 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 oh, that was probably I want to say a late sixties, early seventies. I was gonna say sixty-seven. I don't know. It sounds like a good year. Was it a sixty-seven? Was it a sixty-seven? I don't know. I don't okay, know. I, I thought don't you were like to... looking at the thing. No. Um. <laughs> so that was a Cuba race, which I only wanted to bring up because it comes up again later in the movie mm-hmm. when Dom has to make a back alley deal. Literally, with um, a mysterious British woman that we've never seen before. And the cameras are all on Dom, but he has to get away somehow. He has to keep this secret from Cypher. Yeah. Who has God's eye at this moment. (laughs) So, like, a truck pulls and blocks the camera view, which we later find out is the Cuban guy. (laughs) That he gets the respect from. Yeah. Which is, like... What? What happened here? Like, where did this come from? And then we also get another twist later on with, um... I don't remember what they were doing, but it was the, uh... The two Dominican Republic guys Mm -hmm. that we haven't seen since Fast Five. Oh, when when Dom shot Shaw, they they picked up his quote-unquote dead body off the road. Which is fun. I, I like that. I was like, oh, that's cute. We that, was, that. that was enough that we needed of them to be okay with. Yeah. yeah. I was happy when that happened. Um, yeah, it was a fun, like, 30-second clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was... It could have been anyone. But they were like, do you guys want to be in a Fast and Furious movie for, like, three seconds? You don't need to do a whole lot. We just need to do one thing. They say a joke. Yeah. Like, yeah. I told you from the beginning I wasn't going to drive. <laughs> um, so... I want to talk about Cypher's plan and, like, all that entails. Because she has, like, a five-step plan in this movie. 
EMP, God's Eye. Submarine. Submarine. Nuclear codes. Nuclear codes. Nukes. And then launch them. Yeah. So they go to Berlin. It's a six-step plan. Dom. Oh, mm-hmm. duh. So they go to Berlin. They get the EMP. And then, so they're back in the States, right? And a Russian politician is there. I think he's a prime minister. The prime defense, minister? The defense specific. Who has oh, yeah. a briefcase with the nuclear launch codes. Mm-hmm. And we get one of my favorite scenes in the movie. <laughs> when they could just hack all the cars in the area. Oh, yeah, the zombie car moment. Yeah, we're basically... I don't know if you ever played uh, GTA 4 on the PC, but <laughs> you could get a Carmageddon mod, where essentially you're trying to play the game where all the cars are, like, just c- going batshit crazy, like, spinning out of control mm. and shit. And that's all this reminded me of, and I loved it. That's best scene in the movie. How much do I bet that's probably where they got... There was somebody probably on the board who probably thought of, like, oh, this is, like, a GTA. Dude, if someone was, like, we're having a GTA 4 moment with this, like, hats off. I thought it was funny how there were moments where um, some of the cars would say autopilot engage. And I was like, there was autopilot? There was no... Never auto drive. There was that red Prius that pushed the taxi. Yeah. I'm like... That's like a 2007 Prius. That doesn't even have a navigation to it. Maybe the technology was there. We just don't know how to access it. We'll see. So, okay. So, think about this. Maybe a theory. So, if Tokyo Drift took place in 2013, then maybe this movie takes place like now. 2020. 20-something. Yeah, maybe. Okay. So... That is an actual theory that people have. Ooh. Because it's Fast like, and Furious takes place in the future. Get ready, boys. Cypher's Fast real. 10. Okay, Fast 10. So Ooh. people have that theory that's like, if Tokyo Jeff takes place in 2013, then every movie after that is like so-and-so years longer. So we it would be like 2030 or whatever. But does that doesn't make sense because Tokyo Drift takes place after Furious 6. <laughs> so if it took place after Furious 6... It would be technically this would be in 2018. <laughs> Still doesn't justify that some of those cars moving like I can see some of the cars that have like that do have like um, lane awareness and mm-hmm. like a, like the brake checking stuff that I can see. Some cars don't. Like I those like taxis that the taxi drivers have. There's no fucking way they have that that uh, that technology in no, them. It's funny because they disengage. Um, the don't hurt people please function of the car. Oh, it was um <laughs> obstacle obstruction. Yeah. And they're like, okay. And it was a fucking crash into mailboxes and whatnot. And then we have the uh <laughs> So can we patent that? The the please don't hurt people please <laughs> protocol. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get on that. It's what uh Robocop is blocked <laughs> <laughs> into. <laughs> but and then we have the Basically, what happens in the happening when all the cars start falling out of the start Noah's diving. Yeah. So they essentially use the zombie cars, Carmageddon happening cars, to box the prime minister mm-hmm. in. And then Dom shows up all fucking, like, decked out like the Punisher meets Vigil. I, I thought you looked like... You, you guys ever played Army of Two? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what he looked That's like. That's another one, yeah. yeah. I remember he got up on the hood. I'm like, is that visual? And I was thinking, I was thinking of like uh-huh. Siege. And then Nadia pointed out, like, who looks like uh, 
Well, who who she say he looked like? Uh, Sledge. Oh yeah, but yeah, Army of Two with that mm-hmm. mask, and he comes in and he just starts like sawing away at the gas tank, mm-hmm. and he's gonna drop a flare in there if they don't give him the fucking launch codes. <laughs> he's, gonna make, he's gonna make it their own nuke. Yeah, and so he gets the codes, which I was like, this felt very not Dom though. Mm-mm. No, yeah. This felt very like I don't know. I think it was a threat because he would have died too. Yeah. But like no, but like his whole like get up. I feel like yeah. Dom isn't very theatrical. And this was very theatrical. Yeah, it's like when Hawkeye turns into Ronin. <laughs> <laughs> Hawkeye get out of here. You're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> um Go grow your hair back out, it looks weird. So I was gonna bring this up earlier, but like this movie does have a lot more CGI than any other Fast and Furious movie. That scene when, the, when you saw the one car turn out, nobody in it, and the wheel turning. Like, yeah. That scene looks so CGI. Uh, there is a lot of CGI in that chase scene, but what I was looking at for is they did really drop cars from a parking lot. So some of that was real. A lot of it was CGI because you can only drop so many cars from a parking lot before somebody says something oh my i saw a clip where they dropped the cars from parking lot and i don't know if the crew wasn't ready for it but people are running around like screaming in actual fear because <laughs> like the cars drop and then there's big explosions Holy and there's like a shit. blonde lady that like runs behind like one of the cameramen she's like what happened? <laughs> well, she was just a pedestrian. Actually, yeah. that happened. Walk on the set. It was yeah. like that, and then there's like a big blue screen around, so like they CGI'd way more cars falling. Where some yeah. of the cars you could tell are like very CGI when they're falling. Yeah, they like, land. They probably use like four or five real ones, and I then think it was like six or something. Yeah, then they'll just they'll like put them in different places and fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. The first one was probably real that came down. Oh yeah, with a camera. Like I think that one was real because they probably had a camera in there to like actually see the car. Falling yeah. down. I know. I wonder if they had like a test drop. Probably. I would. I would assume. Because that seems so dangerous. Because they have cars from like coming out of the garage, and then they have like two on the cranes. They were like dropping them too. So I was, like, okay. That seems a little. I don't know. That seems like the most dangerous stunt that they've pulled, just to drop cars like that. Yeah, because like, see, like I don't, I really don't know too much about like with like engines and shit like that. But I feel like if you drop a car like that, like, you are playing with the variables of, like, what could happen. Because, like, yeah. unless they, like, emptied... I, I think probably the safest way to do it would probably be, like, take out a lot of shit that would cause, like, and explosions. And just prop, like, prop explosions in it. Yeah, yeah like, like, I don't know, maybe, like... Probably, don't drop it a full tank of gas in it. Yeah, like, yeah, don't give it fuel. I wouldn't give it a battery either. No. Like, mm-hmm. just take, like, as much as you could out. Take the engine Which, like, I'm sure there's probably, there's some type of safety they've done. Unless Vin Diesel's like, I'm dropping all these cars right now. They're like, you're what? And they're already dropping. Um... So he gets the codes, right? And this is all leading up to the big end game for Cypher, which is apparently there's an abandoned Russian base somewhere. Where they're not Russians, they're separatists. Yeah. Separatists. And that's when uh, Mr. Nobody, when they go, I'm not going to store to a Russian base. And then Mr. Nobody goes, separatist base. Yeah. And they've. Took it over this base, but there's a submarine with a nuke in it, and that's what Cypher's after. Yeah, so so she wants the EMP to shut down the the base so that Dom could get in there mm-hmm. and use the EMP again 
to kind of like hack her way into the submarine. Yeah, because he basically force reboots the submarine. And while it's rebooting, Cypher's able to log in. Which then she's able to take control of it, which Mm -hmm. she makes it move on its own. Yeah. Shoot missiles on its own. And and then she has like the launch codes already. And that whole thing, so like from what from that point to the very end is a gigantic, gigantic action sequence. Mm-hmm. Which it's like cool, cool that you're able to do this, but they're I was getting kinda like, fuck man, really? Like more more action? <laughs> like I kinda wanted to be over. This that was where I was like, this feels so long. And I'm not sure if it was because I was like tired from work and shit. But like, I was like done. I was like, come on, let's wrap this up. I don't know how long they were on the ice for, but it was cool. But they're off for a while. It felt forever. 10 miles. So 20 minutes? <laughs> a little more. A little yeah. more? A little yes. More. Yeah. So. And then we get like all the characters kind of like doing their character things. Yeah. Rome's having a funny moment. Tej is making fun of him. Ramsey's doing something. Girl powering it with uh, yeah, Letty. She's, she's hacking with, while Letty is like fighting for her yeah. life, essentially. Uh, Dom uh, betrays Cypher's group. Before we get there, can we talk about how Letty uh, sort of killed that one Russian, that one Separatist? Oh. When she, she threw was... him into the turbine? Yeah, she like raided a little hostile that oh man damn and Hobbs comes and goes wow nasty Dom also kills that other man very brutally where he snaps his neck on the hood of the car yeah they're very violent in this movie um he did kill Elena though yeah no you're right you're right he deserved that 100% the lucky charms ran out right there yeah but I I agree with you Nick. oh I get your joke now because <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the, he looks like a leprechaun I'm sorry yeah no he is uh, yeah okay I get it now okay they, I was like why is he bringing up lucky charms again um fuck you're good over there yeah I feel I, dumb I didn't notice <laughs> I feel like this one is more long and a little bit more annoying than the plane, the runway, in six. Because the runway was like, it was ridiculous. And but the runway had one of my favorite things in movies where they have like a team. Where yeah. each member has like a spot to shine. Yeah. And I don't, I'm a sucker for that. This did not have that in my opinion something like that where it's like rome is in his orange lamborghini (laughs) why they only shooting at me i don't know because you're the only orange lamborghini on the ice he's like shut up tash (laughs) and he gets taken out i thought rome was gonna die this movie to be 100 percent honest he gets the fucking car door and knocks one of the snowmobile guys off of it proceeds to take out Four snowmobile people. Rome. That's like the coolest Rome's ever been. That was that felt like too fast, too furious Rome to you. Then it did. It did feel like too. But then he immediately starts bitching again. Oh yeah, immediately back to the rock. But I like how the rock has that moment where he's like, "Everyone, line up! Like, we're gonna take the hit." And he does like 
the shovel goes behind him. Yeah. And what were they driving? He was driving like, a, like an industrial plow, basically. Yeah. Like it was meant for like plowing through buildings. Tej and, and Ramsey are in a tank thing. No, Ramsey is with uh, Letty. Okay, is Tez? Tez is by himself in that like tank thing. Okay. Mm. It's just it, it's so much. The only saving grace of it is when it cuts back to Owen and Deckard Shaw on the plane. Okay, that is favorite favorite part of that yeah. of that era that that scene. So when they do the whole wingsuit thing and they crash into the plane, did you guys know that was them? I expected it to be Shaw. Uh huh. But not Owen. Who did you think the other person was? I honestly, I was like, I was, I was like, all right, let's see who the fuck this is. Yeah. I was like, better not be Brian. <laughs> yeah, I thought I knew when he flew in. Like, I think I even said out loud, like, that's Shaw. Yeah. That, that's that, that's obviously Shaw because I knew Shaw wasn't dead. Like, that was you're not gonna just kill off from that quickly. We get he has a, a whole side movie coming up. Yeah, we get like a a fun side flashback where it's uh when Shaw gets picked up by the two Dominican Republic guys and he's talking to his mom. Which is a mysterious British lady that we've met, <laughs> and she basically guilt trips him into taking his brother with him. You're gonna do this for Dom, and yeah. you're also gonna take your brother. He goes, Mom, uh, like it was like a whole. I don't want to take him with me. Scene. I know it's just like, and, and you're taking your little brother with you. We're like, yeah. no, I don't want to. Well, then you're not going at all. Then. But she starts crying, and she's like, "Look how you've hurt me." <laughs> and he's like, "All right, Mom, I'll do it." And then she turns around, not a single tear, no, no, no redness, no nothing. And he goes, "God damn it." So, yeah, so Dom goes behind everyone and gets Shaw's mom yeah. to be like, I need you to do this for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll basically reunite you with your sons. <laughs> yeah, I, because when we first see her, I remember not knowing who the fuck she was. Yeah, I didn't know either at first. Yeah. Because I'm like, she's like a British lady with a bunch of money or power. Yeah. So like, does she work for Mr. Nobody? or? We should have known because of the way she was speaking. We should have kind of known right there because we've only ever met like two other British characters and those were the Shaw brothers, really. Yeah, but it's just like, you wouldn't have thought. It comes pretty like quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, it's not out of left field in a bad way. It's it's like a fun little like surprise. Like, oh, hey, yeah, it was definitely a nice twist. Like, I, watching this when they were coming out, I remember being like, did I? Is she from another movie that I completely forgot? Like watching them now, week after week, it's like no, I would have remembered an old British lady in these movies. But she's definitely not in them, and I do like how the two brothers have a moment to shine together, very briefly, because almost right away Owen goes his own way. Yeah, like they like they take out some guys in the cargo deck. And then it just becomes like a Deckard Shaw mission, while Owen just kind of like goes to the pilots. Yeah. He only really needed Owen for the two, like the two-step verification. Yeah, but we get the Deckard and Brian moment, which I really love. Brian Marcos Toretto. Yeah, where he puts the uh, the headphones on the little baby, and he starts playing Alfred and the Chipmunks. <laughs> that is a really good fight scene. Yeah. Um. You know, I was thinking that, like, when when we finished 9 and stuff, I uh-huh. wanted to kind of, like, go through all, like, the favorite fight scenes. Mm-hmm. That's definitely going to be one of them. It was just so good. Because, like, you have, like, Dagger Shaw killing everybody. Yep. One of them in a pretty brutal way. And uh, just carrying a baby the yeah. whole time. Oh, yeah. It's so cute. There's a moment where it's, like, he has a bulletproof vest on, and 
instead of like dodging out of the way or doing something else, he hugs the baby seat and then starts backing into the guy because he's getting shot in his back. Yeah, I was like, best. that was a sick move. It's like he really cares for this baby that he just met. Yeah. And he follows up with, "You would really shoot a baby? Are you a monster?" <laughs> like he makes him feel bad. And he also has a moment where he runs out of bullets and he like flips the gun around and starts like beating people with like the butt of the gun. Which I, re- I like it when movies do that. I think John Wick does that sometimes. And I'm like, that's sick. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, a fun fact about getting hit with, like, the bunt of a gun and uh-huh. stuff like that. There was, like a, like, a stunt guy who, like, they were, like, just, like, fake doing it. And he actually and he accidentally did it or whatever. And it's, like, it was, like, a real gun, too. People say that literally, like, with, like, little to no force, like, you could easily break anyone's nose with it. I just because it. of, like, the shape of how flat it is and stuff like that. And I was like, damn, I did not know how lethal it could really be. And then, like, that's why, like, uh, like if you ever see anyone use, like, a golf club or a paddle bat and mm-hmm. stuff like that, they're some of the most dangerous things they ever hit anyone in the face with. Mm-hmm. Because because if you break someone's nose, you can you, kill them. You, you like, just die right there. Yeah, if you or, break a certain way. Yeah. Or, like, a flat object going to your temple, mm-hmm. dead. No, yeah, I think, like, the gun, the gun weight, like, the guns are made of, like, steel and titanium. Like, that's no. also pretty... Yeah. yeah, I was about just about to say like I've never held a gun before. Um, until I went to Mia's dad's house, and he was, he was like, "Do you want to f- hold my gun?" And I was like, "I I guess." And I held it. And I was like, "Why is this so heavy?" Handguns <laughs> are heavy. They are yeah, heavy. They're very rifles heavy. Are, rifles are like different size because they're spread out, but like, handguns it's all condensed. It's heavy. I had no idea how to hold this gun. I was like, "I'm not supposed to point at anyone." I'm like, "I don't want this." Point to it take towards it. the ground. I was like, "Take it away from me." <laughs> Fingers off the trigger at the ground. Yeah. My dad had one of those like foldable shotguns. I think and, those are illegal. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I think those are very illegal. Just and, like sawing off a barrel. And, uh, it, well, I don't know if it was foldable. I know it came in this like little case, but, uh, but I know he had to put to like put parts of it together. But that fucker weighed so much. I think it weighed like 50 pounds. You're, didn't your dad have like an assault rifle too? Is it, I thought I saw a picture of your yeah, dad holding an assault rifle. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. those things weigh a lot. Yeah, he had AR 15. Literally never shot it. <laughs> Did, did, did you just have when he was in the military? Or did you just decide you wanted to buy one? Um, no, he was. <laughs> he got into that whole. Um, if the world ever goes sideways, oh, no. he wants to be able to protect himself. <laughs> I guess it. that's fair. Um, yeah. Was he ever like, "Here, Nick, you're gonna have to use this one day." <laughs> yeah, I'll shoot, t- teach you how to shoot it. No, no. Uh, we've. I've never shot the assault rifle. I shot the shotgun. And I shot his handgun. How was how was that shotgun? I hurt. Oh, you hurt? It hurt. You didn't put, you um, put in the right spot? Yeah, I put in the right spot, but I was, like, 18, like, scrawny, like... Oh, you weren't prepared. No, no muscle. I bruised easily. That uh, reminds me of uh, when I went to the batting cages as a child, and I hit one ball with a baseball bat, and I was like, no more. And it vibrated your hands yeah, so and bad. And I was like, it hurts. I'm not doing this anymore. That's and I they wear gloves. Immediately leave, even though I had like 10 minutes left at the batting cage. Like, <laughs> they still throwing balls. There's no one in there? No, no one's in there. I'm like, I'm sorry, Father. I'm not cut out for baseball. <laughs> I hit, I hit a, well, yeah, I, it was a, I think it's like similar machine for like tennis balls and stuff like that. Uh-huh. That has such a weird feeling. Because, like, the baseball bat, like, it kind of, like, rings through, like, your palms. Mm-hmm. But, like, hitting someone with a tennis racket, it went through my thumb. Uh-huh. And I don't know if I just hit it the wrong way or whatever. 
but it made my thumb feel numb for like almost a day and a half Ooh. and i was like i'm not doing tennis and so. it's like weird so if it hurt your wrist because the way it like bangs off the net it's gonna put the net like that so your wrist is gonna kind of come back with it a little bit yeah. yeah as a kid whenever we played baseball uh because i do not like baseball bats we would always play with tennis rackets so like those balls will go fucking flying. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and everybody be hit and nobody be striking. Nobody be striking. Yeah, and it was no one ever. We just had a bunch of balls. No one ever went after them. Gotcha. Everyone got home runs. That's sick. Hell yeah! It's the best game. You lose yeah. immediately. Did you play with tennis balls? <laughs> yeah. Um, this is like so sidetracked, but like, why are sawed-off shotguns a thing, and why are they illegal? They're illegal because um you're you're doing more damage with them than you should be able to, essentially. Because uh, normally a shotgun's normally used for hunting. Okay. And the good old game commission doesn't want you to do more damage than it's considered necessary. You're mm. there to just kill it and then call it a day. You're not there to kill it with extreme measures. And shot, sawing off a shotgun is illegal because also the serial number is, in, is inside the barrel for the gun. So if you get rid of the serial number, it's considered an untraceable weapon. It's already considered highly illegal. Okay, because when Dom does it in the last movie, I was like, why is he sawing off that shotgun? Uh, Nancy did it in Stranger Things, too. I'm like, ooh, she made that illegal. Yeah, I never, I never understood why. Damn, was, Bobby's our resident Carfax guy and our legal dude. gun expert. I have a hunting license. I have a hunting license since I was a kid. Do you uh, know when... Um, how many people have you killed, Bobby? None. I've killed one deer, though. I didn't like it. Weren't um, shotguns considered war crimes when in World War Two? The, um, the good old trench gun. I yeah. love that gun. <laughs> you love that gun. You're back in World War Two. No, no. I love the the story behind it about how like it literally was just the Americans used it and it was like a 100 percent effective rate. Like it was nothing but it's, just murder. Yeah, I think I remember like it he, wasn't considered a war crime until the Americans used it against yeah. the German f- forces. I think it was like what the Germans created uh, mustard gas and that was and a the war Americans crime. responded with. With killer killer weapons, yeah, like a shotgun. Aren't like bayonets also like illegal? Oh, they're now? only illegal if they're not being used for like demonstration show purposes. Yeah, I think it's illegal. Like reenactments, to, you can do it. Be okay with. You it. have to be wearing a powdered wig when you use one. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna take you seriously. <laughs> it's all rubber. But yeah, no, there are some things on like older guns that you're just no longer allowed to have because it's considered unsafe, outdated, or it could just be considered as in this case the trench gun which yeah. shotguns were named after a little bit it's just considered too violent mm-hmm. how did <sighs> we get to this point uh babies okay yeah so, <laughs> so Deckard Shaw <laughs> saves <laughs> the baby and uh he's about to take out Cypher but she jumps out the fucking plane with her only parachute and yeah. she exits the movie which, I was going to say, this is the only villain in the whole franchise that gets away. Which, I kind of like. Yeah. Because, like yeah. I said, not saying that they wasted her, mm-hmm. but she was a pretty good villain. Yeah. And- but but she's only as powerful as she has leverage, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She knows what to do with it. Now she doesn't have the sun. She doesn't have a team to help her with it. All she has is new codes that are considered useless right now. Yeah. Because they turn off the submarine... That or that whole fucking thing was. They turned the nuts. submarine off, but and most likely, like she got with the new codes. Nothing stopping the Russian forces from changing out what the new codes would yeah. be. They have Express VPN. <laughs> she should have known. Bush They're considered obsolete. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> sick. Um, so, I don't want to uh, talk about this last scene too much because it's so long. But some honorable mentions that I definitely want to bring up was 
Rome doing the whole taking out guys on the snowmobiles thing. Um, <laughs> the Rock basically curling a torpedo yeah, into uh, oncoming c- enemy cars, which is up there with the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in movies. That The Rock could possibly curl a torpedo. Like, if he's in the goddamn Olympics. Bro, I wouldn't... I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't doubt that he could do it. I mean, I'm not gonna... I don't think he can, but I'm not gonna stick around to find out oh kind of scenario. God. And then, uh, other bull mentioned that I definitely want to bring up is the ending with the Heat Seeker missile and how Dom basically jukes it and makes it crash into a submarine, which in turn causes a huge explosion that the family covers Dom with all their cars, which kind of ties it all back to fast cars <laughs> and family. The two Fs. Yeah. Um. Honestly, it was just kind of like, okay, cool. They for- they forgave Dom very quickly. They did. They were like, ah, we knew you come back. Like, there's no way. I think it's all because they all some they all somehow knew that like I feel something like, was up. I feel like they're all afraid of him. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> I mean, percent. Ramsey was the only one that was just kind of like not really on board with him. Like, maybe he is just a bad guy. I'm like, you can't get a bad. You can't get mad at her because she's like. This is only, like, her second job with the guy. Yeah. Um, and that's all the points I want to talk about in the movie. Uh, is there anything that you guys want to talk about? When The Rock did the curling of the torpedo, right before that scene where he tells him to take the wheel, um, and Tej is like, not Tej, uh, Rome's, like, screaming, and The Rock goes, why are you always screaming? Yeah. That, that yeah. made me laugh. I was like, that was a good one. I, I, I also like uh, earlier in the movie when Ramsey says something to piss off Letty, and Letty shoulder bumps her. And Rome's yeah, just, just like, take you're just going to take that? <laughs> like, if I was you, I wouldn't take that. And, she, and then she goes back and she says on the computer, on the computer it goes pretty good, you email her? <laughs> <laughs> um, during the, in the beginning scene when uh, Dom and Letty are on their honeymoon mm-hmm. and like they just start kissing, I think it was you who goes, you don't fuck family. Oh, you, oh yeah, we're like, uh, she goes, <laughs> we're just like, no, 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 Dom, I'm not pregnant. Yeah. And she goes, they have sex, but they're family. <laughs> but Nick, husband and wife are family. But Sweet home Cuba. Oh, my God. Um, another part that I really like is uh, when little nobody kind of threatens um, Hobbs when he's going to jail. He's like, think about your daughter. Proceeds to break his handcuffs and then choke him against the wall. Sideways. Sideways. And that's when nobody's like... He's still reading off the book. Let him go, man. <laughs> <laughs> he breaks those handcuffs like like one of those wristbands you get like at the carnival. I yeah. know. It was like the Chinese finger trap for him. Yeah. Which also, when he was walking into the prison and they had the four like guards. They looked terrified. Dude, they were so small. Yeah, and I really thought nobody was in this movie for a lot longer. No. He felt more comical than what his, his I guess we kind of like skimmed over it. But when they're in prison, they like this big prison riot thing happens where there's a malfunction and all the doors open. It's caused by Mr. Nobody to get yeah. Hobbs and Shaw yeah. out, which is like so funny because it's like a maximum security prison. And like Mr. Nobody just like he's like, I'm, a, I'm opening all the doors. Yeah. Because why not? And he's just waiting outside. Yeah, he's just waiting. He goes, wow, that's how you get as long as I thought. Yeah. During that whole scene, they're just... The rock is just They're throwing guys. They're killing people. Those shotguns were, uh, they had beanbags. beanbags in them. They won't kill you, but they'll Dude. hurt. I mean, Dude. I think Shaw was Dude. killing more than 
Hobbs literally ran out of beanbags and started beating people with the shotgun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the moment where he keeps getting shot by those beanbags and he's just like walking like the, gu- fucking, the officer screamed yeah like the fucking hulk or something <laughs> Terminator. that was a total superhero moment i was like who is he superman because like before he goes into the prison mr nobody's like okay i could get you out of this before you even walk in the doors all you gotta do is confess to your crimes mm-hmm. of taking the emp and we could just you know like move on and he yeah. goes i'm not a criminal when he's in the prison with yeah. his escape he's a criminal now he is if he didn't kill anybody, he severely damaged. He probably blinded a guy. Maybe broke someone's trachea. Uh, when he when when uh Shaw got out of his out of his uh cell, I I thought it was so funny because they're coming in to to zap the rock like Hobbs, and then Hobbs is like get him. And he, as he's saying get him, he's already electrifying one of the guards. Yeah, he's like thing. stop him. He's getting away as he's taking out three of the guards at once. <laughs> Like, he was stunning the one. Like, I know. What side are you on? How? How am I supposed to do my job? <laughs> Answer that. You're electrocuting me. <laughs> you broke my fucking leg. <laughs> how did you threw me at the other guards? They're unconscious now. Because he's just powering through everyone, and Shaw is just doing parkour over people. Yeah. He took out and a couple then, people in the run. And yeah. Then, and then, like, the one, like, inmate was trying to stab Hobbs, and uh-huh. he, like, takes the knife and stabs him in the chest, and I was like, dead. He's dead. Well, yeah, when he's like, he's got to wait a little longer. Yeah, he's like, I've been waiting for this. And stabs him in the chest. It's like, <sighs> but uh, you're dead. He, he does a sick move where he slides underneath the rails and then crashes against, like, a. Offense and bounces down. Yeah, and I was like, that's a video game moment. That was pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah. that was like a reverse wall jump. Yeah, right? Oh, man. It's so cool. The Rock has the best line in the movie, like always, where he said after this whole team up with Shaw, he's going to knock his teeth so far down his throat, he's going to have to (laughs) use a toothbrush to, uh, like, up his ass. Yeah. And I was like, dude. That was funny. That, that was, was great. Because then they both laugh at like what he yeah. said and I was like, that has to be like a genuine reaction. Yeah. He has a he's really funny. He ad libs a lot of his lines. Which he was makes born sense. to play a character like Hobbs. Oh yeah. Well like Dwayne Johnson is the best shit talker this industry's ever seen. Because of his time in the WE. Yeah. Like that like the entire moment of his banter back and forth in that cell was it felt like I was watching like the opening to Raw. Like they're having like their talk before they yeah. fight. Oh man. So good. Um if there's nothing else that you guys wanna hit up, uh wanna go on a break and then we'll go to trivia after this. Sick. <laughs> Welcome back to Fate of the Furious Trivia. Um, so, the first trivia I have for you guys is very long-winded, and I got this from IMDb, so if it sounds weird, it's because of them. Uh, but I'm just going to read it, because I didn't know how to cut this up. <laughs> so, it says, A week before filming ended, Dwayne Johnson posted an infamous message on Instagram, confirming that the production has endured its share of on-set frictions. He said... This is my final week of shooting. Hashtag Fast and Furious 8. There's no other series that gets my blood boiling more than this one. An incredible hardworking crew. Universal has been great partners as well. My female co-stars are always amazing and I love them. My male co-stars, however, are a different story. Some conduct themselves as stand-up men and true professionals, while others don't. 
The ones that don't are too chicken shit to do anything about it anyway. Candy asses. When you watch this movie next April and it seems like I'm not acting in some of these scenes and my blood is legit boiling, you're right. Bottom line is, it'll play great for the movie and fits this Hobbs character that's embedded in my DNA extremely well. The producer in me is happy about this part. Final week on Fast 8 and I'll finish strong. And they said, I have a bunch of hashtag. <laughs> uh, the post came after co-star and executive producer Vin Diesel reportedly canceled some of Johnson's planned scenes at the last minute. On several occasions, Diesel had already also reportedly refused to show up on set as he was scheduled, leaving hundreds of cast, crew, and extras waiting on set for him for more than six hours. Diesel confronted Johnson in a secret meeting one day after Dwayne's message was posted online. Johnson later told The Hollywood Reporter that the meeting cleared up a few things. He confirmed that he and Diesel did not shoot scenes together because of a fundamental difference in philosophies and how we approach filmmaking and collaborating, but that he was grateful for the clarity. Although he did not provide details, it was later revealed that the announcement of Johnson's spin-off movie, Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, was one of the main reasons for Diesel's behavior, as it would split up the series and delay F9, the Fast Saga. Johnson stated that he would probably pass on a Fast and Furious 9, but wished Diesel all the best, and I harbor no ill will there. Just because of the clarity we have. Actually, you can erase that last part about no ill will. We'll just keep it with the clarity. So at this point, <laughs> The Rock and Vin Diesel were not happy to be on set together. Yeah, because we talked about that they had like beef. Yeah. And uh, what it was, uh, is it the last movie where he's in the hospital? Mm-hmm. And how we were like, they don't even look like they're in the same room for like half the shots. Yeah. Or how uh, for uh, Fast Five, how mm-hmm. like they had to look past each other mm-hmm. like they couldn't like one person couldn't be fully in frame and stuff like that like it's just so like come on you're both grown adults but like your yeah. egos are that big it's but mostly it's great Vin for Di- it's great for a movie though yeah it's mostly Vin Diesel Vin Diesel's kind of a brat when it comes to this series I could see it well like I don't know he has poured a lot of his heart into it and stuff yeah and I'm not sure what uh, they're both like on set. I think he's jealous because if it wasn't for The Rock, this franchise probably would have died. Yeah, because people like Vin Diesel, but not that much. Yeah, because The Rock saved the franchise. That's why Fast Five is one of the best movies. That's like his first introduction to it. And he brings so much character to that so series. Much. So, yeah, I remember actually when he posted this on Instagram, because I follow Dwayne Johnson on Instagram. So, reading that, I was just like, oh, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is, like, this is hardcore, because it was a long fucking post, too. And just basically calling out Vin Diesel as a candy ass, and, like, saying how he's not professional, and it's like... What was the other person, do they know? I think it was mostly him. He just didn't want to single them out. Ah. Yeah, uh, and I also remember, I see. I don't. I haven't seen Fast Nine, so I don't know if The Rock's in it or not. I don't think he is. Wow. Uh, I I do remember there was a post that, basically, The Rock, not The Rock, uh, Vin Diesel, 
either tweeted or called out The Rock on social media saying, like, ah, oh, come on, like, the fans want you back. It's like, like, won't you come back for the fans and one more movie? And he responded and saying how he was, like, kind of cowardly of you to, like, put me on blast in front of everyone, but I won't be coming back to this franchise. <laughs> so, like, he's, he's held his ground. Yeah, damn, it must be that bad on set. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, it, it's it's hard to believe that people would, like, would not like The Rock. So, there must just be something deeper. Like, maybe, like, for off the bat, like, they just did not get along. Yeah, it might be some, like, masculinity issues. Probably, yeah. Because, like, Vin Diesel's, like, the big dude on set. Yeah. And then here comes The Rock, who's, like, double his size. Yeah. <laughs> and double his fame at that point, too, so... Uh, so moving on from that really long window trivia, uh, when Mr. Nobody explains the top 10 most wanted list and that Roman was number 11, he says people in this room are number 6, 8, 9, and 10. The missing number 7 is a tribute to Paul Walker, who died during production of Furious 7. That's a, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. That's really good. So I don't know if you caught that. They, they skipped a number. I didn't catch that. Uh, Paul Walker's character, Brian O'Connor, used to drive Japanese imports. His replacement, Little Nobody, who was his close friend in real life, also drives these type of cars. What? They were friends? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now we feel kind of bad for saying. At the same time, it's like, nah. Uh, This indicates a tribute to the late Paul Walker from Scott, as these types of cars were his favorite in the Fast and Furious films as Brian O'Connor and in real life. So I didn't see him drive a GTR. That's sweet. I, uh, I did pick that up. I was like, I was like, it looks like a car that Brian would drive. He drove a Subaru BRZ and a Subaru Impreza RWX STI. Which the are, RWXs are nice. They're fast. Yeah, those are the ones that little nobody drove. When the crew is shown the garage of all the cars, including the army tank, you can see Paul Walker's GTR that his character drove in Furious 7 up on top of one of the three-tier car racks. Really? I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. The it was white up one? There. I think so. No, the what the white car that he drove the end the end scene? That was a Supra. Oh, no, it was a GTR. It was on one of the racks. Um, in April 2016, this movie filmed in Iceland, standing for the Russian territory for the third time in a blockbuster movie after A View to Kill in 1985 and Lara Croft Tomb Raider in 2011, including the largest portion to be filmed in that country explosion to be filmed in that country dang while backstage at the 2015 mtv movie awards vin diesel hinted in an interview that this movie would be set in new york city he stated that furious 7 was for paul and the fate of the furious will be from paul before his tragic death paul walker told diesel that furious 8 was guaranteed to be made diesel reiterated this dedication in numerous other interviews while promoting this movie this explains why the beginning of this movie opens with a street race, paying homage to the first two movies in a series, whose opening scenes contain street races involving Paul Walker's character. Despite a considerable portion of this movie being set in New York City, the only actual filming that took place there was a second unit B-roll footage. Only picture cars were used for these scenes, and none of the lead actors or actresses were present for filming. All the actual action sequences set there were filmed in Cleveland or Atlanta. 
giving the logistical impossibility of closing down major streets in Manhattan for any extended length of time. That makes sense. In one argument between Hobbs and Shaw, Dwayne Johnson decides to ad lib and come up with and came up with a line about knocking Shaw's teeth so far down his throat he needs to stick a toothbrush up his ass to brush them. Jason Statham was so amused by the ad lib that he broke character and started laughing. And that's the take that was used in the film. That's sick. That, that was cool, yeah. It really yeah. did feel, like, genuine. Uh, the way Roman Pierce, Tyree Skipson, and Little Nobody, Scott Eastwood, bicker and make fun of each other is similar to how Gibson and Paul Walker bickered and made fun of each other in Too Fast, Too Furious. Both of them were close friends with Paul Walker. Oh. And that's the end of the trivia. Wow. So, I don't know if any of that trivia... Uh, made you rethink nope <laughs> nope <laughs> no because just because they're friends and just because they're paying homage and stuff like that good for, do- him for the homage it doesn't mean that i think it's kind of bad taste it, it is weird especially that last year where it's like tyrese and him were like joking around just like brian used to do in two fast years it's like it makes it feel like you're replacing him even more yeah because yeah. like that's like such a big thing with like yeah. I don't know. With me, at least, it's like that person's not there anymore. Yeah. Like, the least you could do is like never try to like replace them. You know? Yeah. I guess that's just me personally. There shouldn't be a Brian replacement. Little nobody should have just been a little nobody. Uh, I didn't write not this. been in the fucking movie. He should got killed just like Shepard in the last movie at some point. <laughs> I, I liked Shepard. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't write this down, but uh, I think Scott Eastwood's character, Little Nobody. Doesn't have an actual name, and that's like a, an homage to his father, Clint Eastwood, and the man with no name. That's funny. His dad never had a name in those, uh, like, Fistful of Dollars and, like, movies. Yeah, yeah, I remember when we were watching it, the subtitles finally gave him a name in the scene where he gets it. But, like, it happens before Rome calls him Little Nobody. Yeah. Just pops up saying Little Nobody. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot that that's what they called him. I thought the subtitles were just dissing him at that point. The, the movie, the movie's just wrapping on right now. Yeah. Uh, so let's give our, our final thoughts. Uh, Bobby, you start. Uh, Fade 8. Uh, I thought it was uh, pretty good. Um, I'm not going to give it a high score, though, because I said the pacing threw me off. Um, it's really hard to to top what 7 did. I really, mm-hmm. at this point, I do think 7 should have been the end of this whole series. Mm-hmm. Not because of Paul Walker's death. It was a, it's a little bit about that, but it's a lot just because how that movie ended. It ended on such like a perfect note for it that I think we would have been okay with not having like Fade Eight, Fast Nine Saga, Hob- well Hobbs and Shaw. I mean, we probably could have did something with later on just because it's it's not a full story. It's just a chapter of the story of the series essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I did I did like how I mean yeah I'm a guy like some kind of comedy on top of action. A lot of car stuff going on. Uh, I think it was just... I give it like a 5 out of 10. It's pretty lower on my list. Oh, wow. I, I, I'm, not gonna lie, when you, some. I'm not going to lie. When you said it was a, it was like an okay movie, I think I said like 6, maybe 7. And I did not expect 5. I didn't expect 5 either. Yeah, I'm like... The only thing I had going for it was... Uh, in my opinion, nothing. But uh, When you rate movies, Bobby, where what's a 5 if you could give it a word? Uh... Is it like okay for you? Is it's okay for me. Yeah, it's. I, I feel like I got my money's worth out of it if okay. I, if I saw it like in the theaters or something. Like, Usually, oh, that was like ten bucks. If I get some a five, that's like meh. Like yeah, you know, like not to sound like exactly what it means, but like 
very mid. It's like I could do without this, but I like if it's on, you know, it's not like the shittiest thing in the world. Yeah, yes. movies that I would give a five to are movies that I wouldn't rewatch. It's like they're okay, but not worth rewatching. Gotcha. That's what I consider a five because there are movies that it's like I'll give a two, but they're so bad they're good. Gotcha. I'll rewatch. Like it's yeah. a bad two, but it's a funny two. Yeah. Yeah, four and five are like that strange number category mm-hmm. where it's like, it all depends on the genre. Yeah. It also depends on the person too, like yeah. what they feel is like it's necessary. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So like you said, like five for you is like okay. A five for you, like I said, it's I got my money's worth out of it. If I saw it in theaters, like I mean these we we watched here, but like if I was if I saw this in theaters, I paid ten dollars a ticket. I'm like, it's only ten dollars. It was all right. Yeah. Okay. Wouldn't be upset about it. No. All right, Nick. What do you think? All right. I'm gonna break it down for you. <laughs> Probably one of the weird ones to rate because, like I said, awkward. That's all mm-hmm. I could really say about this. It feels it, just because, like, it feels like they had such a different vision for this movie, and they had to do it with like the cards that they were dealt. But every single Fast and Furious movie has a pretty good way of ending. And, like, making it so, like, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, you don't have to expect another movie. That's what Nadia said. No, that's what I said. Oh, that Nadia said that. So I she said, said it that. has a, this, this series has a good way of ending. Yeah. Every movie, it seems like it's the ending. <laughs> this one is the only one where I do not get that feeling. And I hate that. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's almost like, first of all, their naming conventions fucked me up. And now they're going to go and do this to me. But... This feels like the Toy Story 4 of the Fast and Furious genre. Even though they announced that 8, 9, and 10 were going to happen, they should have just scrapped all of it, saved their money, saved the off-screen beef between these two, ended at 7. It really should have ended on that high note. I forget what I gave 7. I think I gave, I think like you an, gave eight, it an 8. It was a good, it was nice a good mark. Yeah. Fate... It had its moments. It definitely gave us that really nice demo of Hobbs and Shaw, which I'm kind of excited to watch mm-hmm. that. I am not excited to watch F9 mm. because F8, kind of like Fast and Furious 1, don't think I'd ever really want to watch it again. I would rewatch that plane sequence with Shaw or maybe like a couple like tidbits. I feel like it's very unnecessary. We don't get a lot of stuff substance really besides dom having a kid and them killing elena mm-hmm. not a lot really like not a lot of meat on the bones yeah and then that whole action sequence at the end like i think i kind of felt that way about seven they like mm-hmm. prolonged an action scene for a little too long mm-hmm. but yeah i'm gonna say i forget whatever i rated fast and furious one that's about to give it okay have to go back and listen to see what it is. Yeah, I'm gonna. Ha- I, I know. I forgot what I need. Where I read it the most. I should write that down. I definitely feel like you're probably in like the full, the five, six, or maybe four area. Yeah, because yeah. I, re- I think I gave five like a nine. Mm-hmm. Five and, was the highest rated one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it's like I really wish I could give this movie an eight just for the joke of it all. Um, <laughs> but. I, I remember not loving this when it came out and still feeling about the same rewatching it. I think it has its moments. It definitely has its moments of like that's really good. Uh I really like the plane fight. Uh I really like I kind of like the race just because of how fucking hokey it is in the beginning. 
when he uh, does not die, and there's Dom will never lose no matter what. I like Letty a lot in this movie, even though she doesn't have a lot of moments. I feel like she's getting better and better in every movie, just showing emotion with her face. Yeah, I say uh, Michelle Rodriguez, right? Uh-huh. That's her name. She's getting better as an actress yeah. throughout yeah. these, and somehow everyone else is very stagnant. Yeah. Dom should lose race though. <laughs> Uh, I was I, I've always been disappointed that Rome has just become this like butt of a character that as he, he at this point he's saying jokes that don't land for me anymore and I'm like uh, that wasn't that funny. We're getting too used to it. <laughs> yeah, it's like I get it. You're it's, supposed to be the dumb guy that doesn't know what's going on, but how do you not know what's going on? Like why did you think a Lambo was a good choice for the ice. Russia? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would give this movie like a six and a half. I don't think it's the the worst movie in the series, but it's one of the ones that I wouldn't want to rewatch anytime soon. I don't think it provided enough, other than like Cipher being the villain possibly in the next movie. I don't know. I could see it. I hope she comes back because it'll be dumb not to use her again. Oh yeah, you haven't seen Nine. No, I haven't seen Nine. Yeah, it's a whole blank slate for us once we get there for all wow. of us. I have seen spoilers on Nine. Aww. That ruins it. I've seen spoilers on Nine when it came out, though. Were the spoilers Aww. like who the big baddie was in it? They were really big spoilers. Oh, okay. I won't say anything or even hint at any of them. Uh, I, when we watched it, since I've already seen some of the spoilers, everyone should close their eyes while I set it up <laughs> and then hit play. Because I feel like they might show some spoilers at the DVD, like yo, not part. so like so since starting the podcast and stuff, I haven't sat down and watched like a DVD in a while. Uh-huh. I'm so used to watching like how we talk about they're always fluctuating on our yeah. streaming services. That like the preview of the movie before, mm-hmm. I hate that. They should remove that. Some of them don't. Some of them just use, like, a picture. Like, when we saw Crawl, it was just, like, the cover yeah, of Crawl. Yeah, like, that, that's how it should be. Because I got spoiled in, like, a couple movies we watched. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just going to sit here and pretend I didn't see it. But, like, I'm thinking about, well, when's that scene going to happen? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's almost that. like how trailers sometimes give too much away. But a lot, a lot of things now are, like, for movies with trailers for... The theaters are starting to give like fake scenes or like altered scenes. Yeah. Unlike Spider-Man, where it left in a scene of the lizard man getting kicked by an invisible person. Yeah. Which was a little like ah, we know what's going on here. Yeah, it's funny uh, that you brought that up, Nick, about the DVDs because the other day I was trying to watch a movie with Mia, and it was just on HBO, and I was like, okay, let's watch it, and I couldn't find it, and I searched on every single streaming service, and it's like, wow, it's gone. And I was so upset because I was like, this is why I own movies. Because it's so frustrating when I'm like, I just saw this that it was on here last week. And I want to rewatch it. So I go back and it's gone. For no reason. It's like an older movie too. So it's like, why is it gone now? Yeah. In like the middle of the month. Yeah, I remember when Netflix was still setting up their whole like streaming service. Uh-huh. How certain movies weren't available on it. And you had to order the DVD. Mm-hmm. And this is when my family switched the plan to just one DVD, mm-hmm. and I and like I hated waiting for like yeah. just to watch that one movie, and I missed out on so much. I I remember doing the whole Netflix DVD thing. 
Never just use red. You guys ever use red box? Oh, all the time. Like twice. Yeah, it's a little. That's a weird experience. Uh, we used to use red box. So it was like a, for a longest time we didn't own a car, so we would walk to our AMPM, which is a uh, convenience store slash gasoline station, and there would be a red box outside, so we would get like hot dogs and nachos with like a icy, and then get a red box and walk home. That's cool. That's. Yeah. You just grew up nothing but movies, man. I like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Their whole thing growing up. Oh yeah, we would. Yeah, there was a when I when I was in elementary school, uh, for special holidays or whatever, I would have movies for every occasion. So if it was like Christmas time, I would have Christmas movies. If it was Halloween time, I'd have Halloween movies. So there was a point in like elementary school where my teacher nicknamed me Blockbuster. Because I would always be the one providing movies for, like, movie night at my school. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. Because my dad would... that That's how we grew up. After we would leave a movie at the movie theater, my dad would be like, Oh, what was, that? What was your favorite scene? And I was like, yeah. It's like, we should buy that out when it comes out. And I'll be like, yeah, let's get it when it comes out. So we, we always had a, like, movie collection growing up. Now, some cool. of some of the movie collection that you still currently own and building mm-hmm. on... I'm assuming some of these are still from your childhood, right? Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. And do you do you have like I know you have a lot of DVD, but do you have some of those like older VHSs too of some stuff? Uh, I have some of them. Okay. Uh, a lot of them we we had up in a pantry in the kitchen, but they weren't in box, so cockroaches ate them all. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah, but I still have some of the VHS tapes that came in boxes and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, That's like, cool. I, I still have Rugrats Go to Paris. Yeah. In this case, it's orange case and everything. I think I still have that one. Uh, I have my dad's copy of Face Off and Demolition Man. That's cool. Yeah. I, I still have a copy of The Lion King. I, I still have the first um, release of Scooby-Doo uh, and Garfield and stuff when those came out. Nice. Yeah. I have a lot of movies like Scorpion King, the one that we recently saw. That's I own it from when it came out. <laughs> nice. Pokemon, the first movie, still have that on VHS. Yeah. Uh, we well, yeah, I guess like uh, if we're just kind of doing like a little nonsensical movie mm-hmm. thing at the end, uh, like how do you feel about certain movies that are like streaming only, like they're made by Hulu, Netflix, and you'll never be able to physically own these movies because they're only going to be on streaming services uh, unless they get picked up or sold to another. I'm not in love with that idea. Netflix is doing a thing where some movies will get released um, physically, like uh, Mitchell's vs. the Machines. That has a oh, physical, that's a physical release. That they have a physical release. That was an okay movie. I liked it a lot. Yeah, that wasn't okay. That was uh, great. It was a good movie. <laughs> it was good. It was yeah. really good. And that has a physical release. But what Disney Plus is doing is they're not releasing a lot of their stuff, like uh, Mandalorian. I don't think it's ever going to get like a Blu-ray release or anything like that. Which is upsetting because knowing how Disney works, it's like they can take that and put it in the vault at any time and you're just kind of screwed. Maybe if they ever do like a, a straight from the vault release again, they might would do, they maybe would do something like but that. I don't like that because it's like if I want to watch something, I should be able to watch it, either purchase it like digitally, like just purchase a movie. Well, or what if like this was their way of fixing like putting something in the vault because a lot of their stuff that went into the vault is i think on disney plus like little mermaid was in the was in the vault for a while that's on disney plus yeah but the thing is like they've released so many versions of all of their movies that you could always find them like goodwill have so many versions yeah so for someone who doesn't understand that statement what is it going to the vault mean they stop like producing it and like stop oh okay so they just take out production yeah they're out of print and they will in some cases they'll start like they'll stop like as kids when movies would come on like Disney Channel, they would stop putting it out there. Essentially, is that why Little Mermaid got the re-release without the dick on the yeah. cover? Yep. 
A lot, all, that, I can see a lot of things probably in the vault probably to fix a lot of problems mm-hmm. with them too for re-releases. Yeah, when they put stuff in the vault, doesn't mean that they're gone forever. Like they'll re-release it. Like Disney does a lot of stuff where it's like this is the diamond edition and this is the platinum edition, and they don't do anything else other than like re-release it. Yeah. So like it's more or less like if it's hard to find. Yeah. And you're waiting for it to come back out, you don't know when that's gonna happen. It could yeah. be like forever. You could be like you have kids. And yeah. it gets re-released. It's however, it's however long they decide. It's uh, like okay. a thing for me, as of recently, it was there's a movie called Godzilla vs. Biollante, which came out on Blu-ray at uh, very limited release. Because at the time, Godzilla wasn't that popular. Uh, and it became a movie that was like $5 when it came out. It used to be at like CVS's and like grocery stores. And like you could get it literally anywhere. But because no one bought it and it was such a small release... Now it's like a movie that you could spend up to $100 on it <laughs> because it's so rare. Damn, okay. And that's a movie that's like, who knows when they're going to re-release that movie. And you can't stream it anywhere. It's like I'm still waiting for a re-release of Treasure Planet again. Yeah, like Treasure Planet. I don't think you can buy that on their website. It's like that's the one that's in the vault, like physical. That is Shit. such a good movie too. Yeah. And I'm so upset that you can't find it anywhere now. Yeah, there's a few movies like that where it's like, I really want to watch this movie, but it's not streaming anywhere, and good luck finding it, because it's, it's not like you could go on Amazon and just purchase it. It's like you have to either go on eBay or get lucky and go to a flea market, and like they'll have it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because like, I don't have a movie collection. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know if I own any DVDs. I think I own like three Blu-rays. You have, like, mm. a couple of VHSs I know that you kept from when you moved and stuff like well, that. Well, yeah, but, like, those are, like, different. Those are, like, just things I just want to hold on to. Yeah. You know, like, I have games I, I can't play anymore. I don't have the systems for mm-hmm. and shit like that. But, like, I never, like, was, like, I'm going to start a collection. Because, like, usually what happens with me is, like, I, I'll hoard something. And I'll never touch it. Mm. Like, there will never be a moment where I'll be, like, I am going to watch this again or something. Because my mind is like, what's new? I'm always like, new, 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 new. I'd say you have a collection going. You have various different duck things around this house. Well, that's different. That's your collection. You collect ducks. Well, yeah, no, no, but I'm, but I'm talking about like a, like a media. Oh, okay, media. You know, like all my media collection is digital now. I download all my games now. It's rare when I buy like physical copies of games. Yeah. Because it's just like, I moved and... When I, like, moved out of my mom's house, I cleared out, like, 30 years of shit that, like, they had. And then I cleared out 25 years of my stuff. And I was like, that was a pain in the ass. Yeah. And I almost, like, don't want to have that happen again. And it's like, so, like, I want to, like, minimize. But at the same time, I expand in other departments. Yeah. No, I never got into the digital realm of media. Not even for games. Like, I don't like that because uh, I don't know if, like, at one point they're just going to remove the game. Yeah, and so I'm not going to be able to play it. That's why I yeah. like physical copies. Yeah. Yeah, see, like, I'm starting to lean into, like, the idea of getting physical copies mm-hmm. of things. Because, like, when you buy games, at least, even, like, if you buy, like, digital movies, you're not, you don't own it. You're, mm-hmm. like, you basically, you bind the license to use yep. it. And, like, games that are, like, always online... You know, Comcast can, goes out like once a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like or the publisher can just take down the service, or it can yeah. move to a different platform, like Fall Guys or something. You know, and then like 
here you bought on one thing and you have to move to another. Yep. And so like, I understand the appeal of like physical. It's just more or less, it's just like, until I have my own like house house is like where I was like, I almost like, I'm like, I can't do it yet. Like I, ca- yeah. I can't pull the trigger on buying, but then how we said like things that like you can't get anymore. Like I have a copy of Xenoblade Chronicles. Mm-hmm. It's like a hundred and like twenty five dollars just for the game, just for like the CD. Oh, we, oh, you had the one that's for Wii. Yeah, and it's like to me that game is like good, but like I don't understand why it's so. But then like mm-hmm. never gonna get in print again, and it's yeah. like limited and shit like that. And I'm like fuck. Especially for consoles because it's like that console's dead. They're literally not gonna make that game ever again. The PS4 yep. is yeah. now dead. They're never yeah. made. They're not making any more PS4s. Yeah, when my VHS is dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're not making more VHSs. So, Fun fact: you can still make VHSs. No, yeah, you still can. can't. I mean, records. People said for a while like records were dead, and look, look how the comeback that's kind of made. Yeah, I know. So my movie collection started as a kid, uh, but it didn't resurface until I was in high school, and then out of high school, that's when my collection started up again. And I remember just collecting it because there were movies that I've always loved, and like. It was when Netflix was, like, the only streaming service around. So, it was kind of hard to find movies to, like, watch. And I was like, oh, I'm in FYE. And I was like, this movie's three bucks. It's like, I want to watch this. There's literally nowhere else to be found. So, I might as well pick it up. And then, after a while, it became from collecting movies that I want to watch to collecting movies that's, like, if I have kids in the future and I want them to be able to, like, experience these movies like I did as a kid... And I want to have them on me. So if it's like, oh, man, I really want to show my kid this movie and I just don't happen to have it. Because who knows in the future when it's like if all these streaming services like just go away. Yeah. It's like and you have to either like rent them like pay-per-view like back in the day. Oh, my God. (laughs) Or like or they're just not available because it's becoming such a shit show with like rights and distribution and like all these companies are like no you can't show my movie or like you have to pay a certain amount of money for these it's like it's just getting become such a shit show that i don't think i would ever stop collecting movies even now because it's like it's getting worse and worse especially with like every company having those streaming services like i don't want to own 10 different streaming services yeah just for like the thought of like only using it like once or twice yeah, yeah. like i've been telling my mom to cancel netflix for like years now yeah because like we don't use it like it's rare when i actually do use it yeah. and then like i have like hulu tied to like my spotify mm-hmm. but like i barely use my hulu account i barely use amazon prime's video thing yeah i don't use i, I hardly use netflix um and then when i want to watch a show it's like i'll rewatch the same shows that i own <laughs> yeah so I might or well like just I just DVD I just use YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, like I might just buy like YouTube Premium just to get mm-hmm. rid of all the ads and just like. I know. I remember we were. Um, I think we had a movie night at your house once, and we were trying to watch a movie that was literally we on were streaming service. we were trying to watch the thing. Yeah. And it wasn't on anything. But I I owned it right. No, we uh, watched you, it on this this one website. No, we didn't. Did we do? No, no, oh, we mind, we mind. legitimately yeah. watched it without any. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, no, I do remember. Uh, we were looking for a certain movie, mm-hmm. and you had it over the top. Yes. Yeah, that was a, that was. A good did, movie. did you bring another? I feel like you brought two movies. I might have. Oh, 
I remember we were trying to watch Karate Kid. Oh, yeah. And it was on two streaming services, and the one wouldn't work, and yeah. we had to go to the other one, and it wouldn't stream in 1080p for, like, yeah. a quarter of the movie. It kept dipping. And just, like, right now, I don't think you could stream Karate Kid anywhere. Yeah, I was watching Cobra Kai and I was like, I want to watch Karate Kid and I can't find it anywhere. That makes no sense that you could watch the sequel series yeah. to Karate Kid. But not watch Karate because Kid. Because of the rights and like who owns the movie at that time. And it's like, it's yeah. it's the worst. Well, that's weird because like Deadpool, the first Deadpool movie was free for mm-hmm. Xfinity. But uh, Deadpool 2 got shut behind a paywall on Hulu. Mm. I hate it. I think also like on certain streaming services it'll be like, you could watch Mission Impossible 3, 5, and 6, but you can't watch the other ones. Can't watch one <laughs> or two. Yeah. Oh, I remember I was like, I was fucking heavily drinking like a couple months ago. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I'm going to watch Pokemon 2000. Yeah. Oh, such a Gotta good pay movie. for it. You yeah. can't You can't even like rent it it's on, normally. It's on, uh, what was it? It was on Prime having its like Pokemon collection, which was a separate price for the Prime membership. Yeah. Cause, yeah. yeah it, 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 that's another thing. To like, you gotta buy like the special subscription things. Like FX has their own tied to like Prime Video I and stuff. H- I hate that Hulu and Prime do that because you Google and it's like, oh, it's on Hulu, but you have to have an additional subscription yep. that's like attached to Hulu. It's like yeah, like you, has, yeah, like, like you can't even just get like the more expensive Hulu. No. You have to get Hulu and this, and or you get to skip it all and download another app. Yep. But so. it's stupid because it's like Hulu, but then you have to have like either the AMC, the Showtime, the stars. FX, Stars. It's like that's already four additional Is stars streaming still services. A thing? Yeah. yeah. Yep. No, it's not. Yeah, and all of these <coughs> streaming services have um, their own pays. They have their own pays, and they have exclusivity to certain movies. So it's like only I can stream this movie. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, like shows are one thing. Because, like, uh, they're just shows. That one makes sense to me. Yeah. Like, if it's an FX original show. Yeah. Like, American Horror Story or something like that. But, like, movies. Like, things that come out in theaters. Like, it's insane. That's like, oh, what's that on? I don't know. Let me shuffle through all my apps really quick. Yep. It, it's it's the worst. And I'm not in love with the uh, Netflix original movies or Hulu original movie idea. Because, like, especially if you get, like, a good one, and you're like, shit, I'd like to own that movie. It also sucks that it's, it's, like, a really good movie, and for some reason your Wi-Fi is acting shitty. And I got to watch this movie while it's, like, either lagging or buffering, and it's like, how is this enjoyable? Yeah. Like, if I want to watch a movie, it's like, I'll own it. I have a PS5. I could play it in 4K. We have surround sound. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, we could, I could watch it at its most enjoyable other than going to the theater and watching it. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, so I definitely see, like, the appeal of, like... I don't know what episode this podcast is, but, like, it took me from, like, to, like, watching the Fast and Furious series. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know... Are they streamable? As like, of recently, I think, on HBO, but you couldn't watch... No, no, HBO Max only has Fate and F9. See? Yeah, so, like... That's why I couldn't watch Seven. <laughs> because when I when I was googling when people were thinking about uh, Fast Fear Six and Seven, mm-hmm. I saw that like you had to buy them. Yeah. And there was no option to stream, so like I, so like then like I was thinking about it like at work I was like shit like, I see it I see it like yeah. you love the series like, mm-hmm. you're like I rewatch them on occasion stuff like mm-hmm. that 
or in this situation where you want to show them to someone, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry. You know, you just pick up a box that has all the men except mm-hmm. one or two of them or whatever, and you put them on. As yeah. long as you have something that can play a Blu-ray or a DVD, which literally I don't think anything can't do that now. Yeah. What's like uh, the other day Bobby said, he heard our episode on Innkeeper, so now he's like, now I want to watch Innkeeper. So it's like, I have it. You yeah, I it. saw. I was going to watch it today, but then I, I got busy doing other stuff. Yeah. I was I was literally going to watch it after watching Too Fast and Furious. Yeah, if it's like not on a streaming service at that moment, or you don't have that sort of streaming service, it's like, I'll let you borrow it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have it. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> this went on a, a on a on a tangent, but but still pertain to what the podcast was. It is pertaining to. I I enjoy that. I think we should talk about movies <laughs> more general on the movie podcast. I'm done. Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, it, it it is just like a thing where it's like, I don't know, when yeah. Fast and Furious Ten comes out, I'm buying that day one. Yeah. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> Who knows? It might be a Netflix original. Yeah. Uh, before I end up the I end the podcast could end up being one. I did want to talk to Bobby about one thing because Bobby, you said you recently rewatched Too Fast, Too Furious, and the first one. Yes. And I, I was talking to you a little bit about it. How the most extreme thing that happens in the first movie is there's a motorcycle chase after uh, a character gets killed. Oh, and the most extreme thing in this one is literally Dom jumps over a submarine. While heat seeker missile has chased it has it, it re- freshly rewatching the first two yeah. again it has just gone off the fucking rails it, this series has just took like a giant like sniff of cocaine and went with it it's weird because it's like we've been watching it gradually so it's like we haven't noticed the change as much but like the bump is in uh four four yeah the bump is four and it goes crazy in six. No, yeah. five and six is when it starts to go like crazy, uh-huh. and now it's like unhinged. Yeah, like I'm thinking back on the first one. I'm like, oh yeah, the first one was really tame compared to this. Yeah, the first one it was just street life. Yeah, that's all it was. There was no governments involved. I mean, yeah. there was kind of governments involved, but like there wasn't like anything major. Like. The, the fate of the world is at stake, essentially. That, it was problem, just the tuna sandwich. Yeah. The problem was very localized. Yeah. yeah. And now our problems are global. Yes, the world. The world depends on Dom's crew. And it's just like Dom's crew literally went from, like, just stealing DVD players. <laughs> and again, they did go to the whole cartel thing three times in a row, by the way. They did? Yeah. Too Fast, Too Furious with, you know, Verone's oh. Cartel, Tokyo Drift, technically, with uh, the Yakuza, then four with, you know, uh, oh, what's his name? Yeah. Five, if you count what's the guy from five. Reyes. Reyes. So it was like four times in the early with this whole cartel thing. So it was nice to see them mm-hmm. go from like, oh, we're taking down cartels to we're all superheroes now. Yeah. But uh, I am excited. Uh, hopefully when we watch F9, we have more guests on because I do want to do like a little... Uh, trivia throwdown so uh before we watch f9 if you want to be more prepared definitely do some research <laughs> you right? yeah and you're gonna have more time to watch f9 because we're watching hobbs and shaw first yeah hobbs and shaw i don't want to say it's a bonus episode but it's it's basically a bonus episode because we are yeah. like taking a little break from the main franchise and to watch this little spin-off of a movie that <laughs> I am so excited for you guys to watch because 
it has almost nothing to do with Fast and Furious. Sick. Yeah. It's like, it's its own thing. It has the very, like, it's like the LaCroix of the Fast and Furious series. It's like, you kind of taste it. You kind of taste, like, the NAS in there. But it has almost nothing else to do with Dom's Here's the hops going to punch you right in the face. Yeah, it's like its own contained story. You know, it's funny. When we're doing trivia, Uh and you're like, yes, Dwayne's not coming back for nine. Uh I thought he was. I don't know. So... (laughs) We just have an entire section dedicated to Hobbs. We were watching, in my mind, Hobbs and Shaw to see how it connects to Mm. nine. No. I feel like I've been duped. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm so agreed. I, I'm still excited to watch it just because I don't I don't know anything about F9. I don't even know Shaw's in F9. That's how much I don't know. What happened to Owen Shaw in the plane? He kind of just disappears. <laughs> no, they definitely land. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I'm excited to see where it goes for like our little buddy cop criminal duo. Yeah. Uh if you guys like what you heard, a uh, rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh if you like that we rambled about movies for 20 minutes let us know we'll do that more often remember we are watching Hobbs and Shaw next week so we're taking a little break from the main series but we will be back with F9 and maybe it'll be our longest episode yet I don't know I definitely want to combine F9's episode with just a basic breakdown in the entire franchise so it'll be like half talking about that movie half just talking about the whole franchise as a whole and then some fun trivia to uh, end it. So we will see you guys next week with Hobbs and Shaw. Peace out. See ya. Bye. Bye.